Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today, we are continuing our epilogue game of the Mouse Guard campaign, playing Stewpot Tales from a Fantasy Tavern by Takuma Akada. The edition we are working with, uh, uh, the PDF I've got in front of me, is labeled a Stewpot V0.5. You can find that, again, on itch.io, or wait for a, a, a full and improved edition coming from Evil Hat Games in the future. But also, I should say, we have, again, altered it, uh, uh, adapted it, changed some things, added some minigames, because we are not opening a fantasy tavern. No, no, no. We are throwing a low-fantasy mouse-scale wedding. Hooray! <laughs> it's a very small wedding. So we are returning with uh, uh, Devious Vacuum as Zeke. Hello, it's me, the groom. And Tander as Best Man Drackle. Got that backwards, but you understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're one and the same at this point. <laughs> and Ix as a, a grandmother of the other groom. I'm Grandmother Farshore, hello. And me, myself, as that other groom, Kristoff, and Yuria as two moms. Yeah, I was originally playing as uh, Isabella, but I'm playing as Robin too now, so hey. <laughs> you play as two moms as a treat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A family can be two moms. Evidenced by Francisca being alive for over 30 years, yes. <laughs> <laughs> The proof is in the pudding. But but before we begin, but before we go back to our rotation, I, I just want to remind everybody of uh, the current status. Uh, our wedding's ratings are currently Cuisine 2, Atmosphere 2, and Service 3. The three referred to there are uh, Peach Jr. Uh, <laughs> Yay! That, that is Grandmother Farshore's uh, manservant. Uh, Roybin the Scribe, put at your service by... Uh, the, the matriarch of the mouse guard, Gwendolyn. Uh, you have one of the six guard captains at your, your disposal. And the crew of the Oyster Cracker has been called in oh, early to yeah. serve as, as wait staff and ushers and whatnot. What could possibly go wrong? Are they, are they stoked? Or are they like, ugh, I guess? They're, do, they're here to do whatever jobs need to be done. Taking it seriously. So the, 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 okay, the, the, so they're the going to kill somebody. Got it. <laughs> okay, not not that job. Unless there's, you Okay, know, Tander's going to do that one personally. Wow, Jesus. You never know. There might be a pirate outbreak during the wedding. In this again, landlocked <laughs> it town. It wouldn't be the first time that Tander has faced down landlocked pirates. Okay, a pi okay. Fair. There. True. It's like a zombie outbreak, like where like suddenly everyone starts putting oh, on no. silly hats at the reception. <laughs> And Zeke. Zeke was in that patrol. And I think Francisca, so like by transitive property, two, two, two moms make one Francisca. So it's kind of... Arr, I'm forgetting knowledge of me first person pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you want to do? So, so that is where the event is at. Let's talk about our characters' uh, uh, experiences. I want to know everybody's uh, adventure experiences, both used and unused, and and the town uh, uh, job experiences they have uh, claimed so far. I will start. Kristoff's uh, adventure job is Loremouse. Uh, he has used his nature speak and green thumb skills. He has not yet used Weather Watcher. But for his town job of merchant... He has uh, the trader, network, and well-traveled skills. Uh, experiences, rather. Well, my, my remaining ace in the hole, in this town especially, is legal mind to spot loopholes just big enough to slide through. But so far, I'm becoming the somewhat respectable officiant of this whole affair. 
and I'm licensed, I'm a public speaker, I'm a counselor, I'm downright respectable, which I always have Love been. to hear it. I've never been, I've never even heard of pirates before now. So, Tander has used all of his uh, starting experiences, which were duelists, blade master, in the rigging, which gives him climbing slash acrobatic feats, and bravado, which allowed him to never falter. And now, his new experiences are... Uh, Eyes on the Horizon, which enables him to spot trouble early. Gather people. Uh, Shoulder Throw, which lets him defend himself. And Garrison, which means never work alone. Uh, Zeke has the Adventurer Class Scout and the Town Class Crafts Mouse. My Scout experiences were Light Step, Nimble Paws, and Adder's Fangs. And I still have to use Nimble Paws, which is no lock stays locked. No trap can catch you. Uh, which is a fun one in the context of a wedding. Um, <laughs> I really took it because I was well, nervous about what, about whether or not Ix's character would like me enough mm. um, and why I have to do something. Um, Just the, the number one tip for real wedding planning out there. If Go as f- long as you can when talking to your vendors without saying the word wedding. Get your estimate before you even say wedding. You will thank me. That's, wow. that's Dang. a great point, yeah. So as Crafts Mouse, I have uh, Artisan, Repair, and Mason. I went with the fighter jobs for adventure stuff, which was Big Paw, Intimidation, which I still have to use. <laughs> I don't know how. And Legendary Weapon. And the two have been going down the poet line, so they have Parable, Chronicler, and Spinstraw to Gold. Fantastic. So it sounds like four of us have one uh, uh, adventure, adventure experience yet to use. Yes? Yeah, it's, it feels like, except for, except for Kristoff, the rest of us have sort of, like, dare I say, crime-based skills remaining. <laughs> nefarious type skills remaining that perhaps perhaps we could use them all in one scene we could perhaps we we must do something nefarious uh clearly before the wedding i'm shocked at you (laughs) but i don't know what it might be but i know that i'll be able to help christoph are you sure about this boy he wants to be a criminal (laughs) (laughs) so with all of that business taken care of all that overhead uh, out of the way. It is now time to get back to the root of the game. The, the, it's time to pick a mini game, and I believe Devious Vacuum. It is your turn to to pick what's next. Yeah, that's crime right. Door. Let's let's see <laughs> your big ambitions, huh? <laughs> well, I know what I'm gonna pick, and it's not gonna help with crimes. So I'm gonna have to rely on my co-hosts <laughs> to help to help the crimes happen later because Look, I must. I, already, I must I already pick picked Tavern Brawl. I don't know what <laughs> you expect from me. I must pick writing vows. It's time for mm. Zeke to write his wedding vows to Kristoff. He still hasn't done it. It's the you know the two days before the wedding. <laughs> kind of a last minute. <laughs> Uh, he can't figure out what to write. Um, you know, he can hardly figure out how to how to speak on a normal day, let alone write. Um, although uh, when he when he has time, you know, Zeke Zeke can be. Um, I feel like purple prosy as uh, it, Zeke Zeke just got love letters from Kristoff, but we never looked at the ones that he wrote several. back. Um, that's true. That's true. 
Maybe, I don't know how purple prosy he could be. I mean, he might have tried to copy Kristoff and failed at it, which would be very funny. Um, yeah. I can also imagine him, like, drawing a lot of pictures. Well, that's a good way to get out of it. That's smart. Um, which is not, again, not writing. I can only imagine his replies as being like, boy, you hot. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, pictures for sure. Pictures is probably for the best. <laughs> Just like a mouse face sweating. This is a mostly original game that, that we came up with ourselves for, for our purposes, but it is based on the stewpot minigame, uh, uh, Glass of the Gods. Uh, so there, there's a little intro text here. <clears throat> Mice make promises all the time. Mice speak in public reasonably often. Mice in love are known to express their feelings from time to time. On only one occasion is a mouse expected to do all three at once. This requires thought. It is your responsibility to make wedding vows that will be the foundation of the marriage to come. So now the setup. One player is the writer, that's Zeke, uh, and another is the helper. Who is Zeke looking for advice from? I mean, I think that... <laughs> I think it has come to... Through. I think it has to be uh, the moms. I think we gotta. Ooh, I they mean, are literally poets. That they does are, make sense. yeah, and they are married. Um, unlike, <laughs> as far as we know, any other character here. I'm married. It was just not these. Yeah. Just my husband's super boring, and I didn't bring him. Mm. Like, also, like, he's uh, alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have like one of those. We have one of those like rich people arranged from like five years of age marriages. So it's like. We we're did like it, roommates. and then we were just, yeah, 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 we're both just like old people roommates with our own hobbies. Business partners. I always yeah, the, yeah, we, we greet each other at breakfast in full business dress and shake hands. Did, did you have that, like, fiddler on the roof moment where after, like, raising adult kids, you stop to wonder if you've fallen in love somewhere along the way? Uh, yeah, and then they were both like, mm, nah. Okay. <laughs> It's that it's that type of wedding. Like it's perfectly amicable, but it's also not at all what you would want from a wedding. That's how business be sometimes, I'm afraid. So, uh, Zeke, figure out what's troubling you. Why do you want someone else's help? Come up with something on your own, or use the examples below. Modify as necessary. Do Do you have a, an answer before we go into the prompts? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of Zeke's. Uh, the reason why Zeke struggles with this is uh, self evident. Uh, is it's, it's tautological. Of course, Zeke is bad at this. Um, he is bad at normal expressing emotion. Uh, he is on the spot in front of everyone, which is he hates to be. If he messes up, then he is afraid that he is going to ruin the experience for Kristoff and also for everyone uh, in attendance of the wedding, including, uh, you know, Gwendolyn and all of Kristoff's family and all these people that are there <laughs> who will, you know, continue to, to carry that experience with them into all future interactions. So, um, so he's under a lot of pressure and it does not, it is not his skill set at all. You know, if he could, you know, make something or, or do like a, like a physical action or gesture instead of speaking, then he would be maybe, you know, a lot more comfortable. But now he has mm. to speak. And yeah, he's, he's, I don't, he's never, I don't think, He's ever he's never had to give a speech like this. He has given a lot of profound statements, 
but they were more emotionally driven and private. Mm-hmm. What what that what I'm hearing when you say that is sure Zeke said a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't thinking. Now he has to think about <laughs> yeah, what exactly. he's saying. Like like I think about like when he reassured L- Lily after Mark's died, and like he was first of all that was private, but also like he wasn't thinking about that. He just said it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so the next prep question is for Yuria playing our helpers. Uh, describe where the three of you are having this conversation and one detail about Zeke that, that draws the mom's attention, either one of them or, or the, the two of them sharing this observation. Th- this was written with a singular helper in mind. <laughs> Zeke needs more help. <laughs> Other characters can also enter, I feel, um, if, they, if they feel the, the spirit upon them, because that's how much help Zeke needs. Oh, dear. Uh, let's see. This is probably at nighttime and like. Oh yeah, middle of the night. Yeah, probably in a well, technically a diner that's already closed down. But you know they're they're okay with us being in here this late because you know the big day is coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe Zeke gets that. Actually, I think Zeke probably stayed past closing time. They're like, should we tell him to go? That'd be rude, wouldn't it? He's marrying into the third <laughs> family. It, just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> He's like he's like sitting there like the SpongeBob procrastination episode where he's just written one <laughs> elaborate the and nothing else. Oh. <laughs> no, even worse, all he's written is the I and I love you. Yeah, what yeah, it's not just a single letter. What I learned in wedding school today is <laughs> Roybin's dictionary defines a wedding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a wedding and hearing that? It would be great. I mean, it would be not great for maybe the people involved, but I would enjoy it as an audience member. That's a great point. (laughs) I think I did think of some advice for Grandma to drop by with. She maybe didn't have those feelings with uh, her husband, but maybe they weren't totally absent from her life. Sorry. uh, uh, Now that we've set the scene, we move into the brainstorming phase. The helper asks questions. The writer answers. Come up with questions on your own or use the examples. I am reading from page seven of of our Google Doc here. Ask as many as are necessary. Yeah, Grandma has a question, but it's kind of fucked up, so maybe I'll wait until second or third go around. Wait wait to interrupt a heartwarming moment between uh me and uh, i mean that's my usual purview but this time i swear (laughs) it's actually still going to be heartwarming zeke why haven't you written anything down yet uh um uh uh, did did you need more ink uh, you need to get filled you could get some ink does your tummy hurt zeke Uh, yes actually i i i don't know (laughs) I don't know why I haven't written anything down yet. I have so many words in my heart, but I can't I can't put them down on the paper. I'm gonna ruin it for everyone. I don't know what I'm doing. This is a terrible idea. Oh no, Zeke is having executive dysfunction. <laughs> oh no, Zeke is being relatable on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that first made you realize how much you adored Christoph? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just, this <laughs> is just really nice to me. And, and I was, I, you know, I, I had been through a lot and I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even know at, I don't think at, at the first time 
the you know what, uh, we spent you know even when we spent a lot of time together in Elmas doing a lot of things that were definitely dates like our first date to the hanging moss gardens but I didn't I didn't know at the time that it was a date until much later and and I do be like that sometimes. I was so surprised that anyone liked me. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just thinking about all the horrible things that have happened to me in my life, as I tend to do. It's hard not to laugh as devious vacuum while saying this. Um, and it just sort of came into being. It just sort of was. It all. It, it's like it always was. It, it's one. I didn't realize it as much as it became reality. I couldn't tell you when it happened. I don't know how to put that on a paper. Well, that just means that you have been close for the very longest time, and these feelings just might have been there. But it feels like something has always been there. So, okay, so starting the vows. Okay, so, my beloved Kristoff, <laughs> you and I have been friends for a really okay, long time. I think, I think Grandma's going to step in right there, because Jesus <laughs> Christ... <laughs> Jesus Mouse Christ, that's not how you start a wedding <laughs> vow. With okay, so. <laughs> I think Grandma was eavesdropping and was like. Yeah, you like poke out of the bushes. <laughs> oh, are you doing it outside? I didn't realize that. I feel like we're like but on sure. a patio uh, like uh, of this yeah, restaurant. Patio. Well, you should have suspected then because Grandma's love patios. <laughs> where rocking chairs live naturally after all. Anyway. Oh, I didn't see it there. Hello. Hello. I just have to step in now. I, are you, you, I, you can't start, you can't start this like this. I'll just reach <laughs> over and take the pen and scratch out the okay, so. Listen, deep breath. I have a question for you. It's gonna be kind of a rough question, so bear with me. If you could never see Kristoff again, what would you want to say to him now? Zeke, like, it makes the, like, the Inception bomb noise and, like, zooms in on Zeke's <laughs> eyes. Who, yeah, the, his yeah. eyes have turned into just, like, white circles. Yeah. Oh Is this God. something Oops. Zeke's probably thought of multiple times? He has, but- yes. He absolutely has. Um, so he when, he, when he's able to speak, he says, well, it's not like I haven't thought of that before with the oh, yeah? Why is that? war tell him about it tell him about your experiences with the war tell him about how that felt tell him about how knowing knowing that you're going to be together now that the war is over is like tell him all that Zeke starts crying <laughs> yeah Oof. <laughs> he starts crying all over the page <laughs> I'll, I'll go get you some I'll go get you some more paper it's gonna just pat your back and leave, but I guess I'll come back with more paper. In like, in, in like scratchy, scratchy writing, it just says like, I love you. <laughs> like not, not quite you there yet. You know what, yet. that's, that's still better than okay so. <laughs> Incremental steps. Incremental yes. steps. Any more questions, uh, uh, either of your own creation or on this list that, that we want to explore? I, I like saying uh, someone gently being like, have you been to many weddings? Like, like do you do you have any oh. idea what this is supposed oh. to be? <laughs> what is That's... a wedding? What are you, some kind of wedding scrub, Zeke? Come on. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny to me. The, I don't know. I got him to make an inception noise on my first question. That feels pretty 
pretty good. Yeah, Help me, really I'm crying that. so much! My vows are still bad! He cried so much he made an inception noise. Just like while I was taking a really deep breath after one particularly big sigh. <laughs> oh, that was awful, but something like that. That is the noise, yeah, that he made. Oh, good. No more questions, Your Honor. So, Seek, since this is kind of a hard thing for you, but you mentioned being in a terrible spot and Kristoff was there for you. So my question is, what if Kristoff were to go through what she went through? I'm gonna need more paper again, I think. Uh, what do you mean? I don't want anything to happen to Kristoff. I, I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Not... Not even... I don't want him to stub his toe on the on the floorboard sticking up in the tavern. Well, can't stop all the bad things from happening, but if slash when they do happen, let me tell you this. When my wife lost her arm to that crab over a decade ago, it was certainly a trying time for all of us. She was unable to fulfill her duties in the guard. My daughter was, well, honestly, I think she's still dealing with that, but... I did eventually get through that. I stuck by her side. And it turns out, even if you're missing something physically, your hearts are still there. Yeah. So, what... How do I say it? Is is that is this what wedding vows are about? Are, are you supposed to say, if the worst possible thing happened, then I would still be here with you? Is that the underlying thesis of wedding vows? <laughs> Out of character? <laughs> I mean, also in character. I know. I just made the connection <laughs> as Zeke asked the it's... question. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yes. So, so I should just list out a bunch of bad things that might happen, and then tell Kristoff that it'll be okay. Uh, At this point, the mayor also bursts in and is like, "No, no, 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 no! no, 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 no that's not right." I don't think we play that scene from Airplane where everyone's coming in to smack Zeke's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just shaking at the altar listing. Well, if you had, like, a cold or the flu or... Yeah, that's or what he like starts a... writing down. Zeke, and Zeke, of course, has is so neurotic that he has a list of negative events right there all happening, right? I mean, oh, a broken oh left thumb, a broken right you... thumb, uh... What if, what if the, you know, the tavern went out of business? What if, uh, you know, everyone, uh, you know, everyone we cared about was assassinated by weasels? What if we were on a boat and it sank? She's just going to grab Zeke's lips to quiet him. <laughs> Dear, how about something symbolic, like <laughs> in the darkest of nights? He writes in the darkest of nights on the paper and then looks up at you expectantly. <laughs> That's the first words of the vow is in the darkest night. <laughs> My brightest day oh, and darkest oh, cool. night. You're going to turn into a green lantern. Awesome. <laughs> this is going to be a sick wedding. <laughs> oh no. Zeke's becoming a space cop. Fuck, we did a Oh shit. Oh no, now we're finally cops. Uh, oh, he's an emo space cop. Well, write the words around that, but you know, just keep it short and just think about what Kristoff did for you during those times. How he made you feel. You're clearly very good at thinking of bad things that could happen. And that's not a bad thing, because it means that you can prepare for them. But how about you get some practice imagining some of the best things that could happen, huh? Huh? Think about what you usually think about, but then think about the opposite of that. Huh? Thank you, Tanda. (laughs) 
Yeah, Tanner's also Z- here now, Tanner. Z- Zeke has a distant memory of Tanner saying that. <laughs> oh, he's like, yeah, he like fades in. No, I'm pretty sure you're just on the roof whispering, and Zeke is like, oh, man, I just remembered Tander saying something like that. And the rest <laughs> of us are like, oh, well, he just said that just now, but okay, whatever gets you through the night. His eyes are so full of tears that he thinks that he's just like, he can't he can't see that Tander is like talking through the window at him. Looks in, looks into the into the setting sun, and there's a Tander's image smiling in the sky. It's like, oh my god, Tander's dead. And he's like, what? here. <laughs> oh no. But Zeke is, Zeke is, you know, he's getting there. He's like, okay, good things that will happen. So, uh, good things is we will, you know, be, be living together and see each other every day. I won't have to leave all the time. None of the, the places we frequent will ever be under attack. Uh, we might ride in a boat, and it won't. Uh, it wouldn't sink. That's <laughs> that's an example I gave earlier. Um, I don't know what the opposite, what the good version of breaking a bone is. I guess I guess growing more bones. <laughs> which okay, Zeke. Maybe doesn't some sound. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing great. So it sounds like we've moved on to the next phase. Uh, uh, finishing the vows. Once there are no more questions to ask, the writer writes the vows. We're in the middle of that right now. Uh, the it's person playing great. the writer does not have to actually write vows any more than a player in a friendly tavern brawl has to get in an actual fight. Oh, would that be I, so I, good, though? I want to say at least a couple of lines, just so you guys all at home know that Zeke is on the right track. Sure, where sure. He, Where he sort of ends up. Helper. I guess helpers in this case. Yeah. Uh, provide a joke, a promise, or a turn of phrase the writer may include. Is it something from your family, from your part of the territories? Is it something you overheard the writer or their partner say once that stuck with you? I think Grandma has been staring out the window into the middle distance, or rather, off the patio, I guess. I'm a little confused about where Tander is, if he's on the patio roof or if he's standing outside the window. Um, Or simply a memory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So many options. But anyway, just uh, Grandma staring out the window, getting a little solemn and teary listening to all these things that... Zeke is listening, all the good things, and quietly murmuring, adding at the end of all that, you're the only one for me. Ah, I think that Zeke ends up with something like, Kristoff, before I met you, I didn't think that anything good would ever happen to me ever again. And then he puts, you're the only one for me. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Okay, Zeke, I got a question here for the writer. What do you think of whatever was troubling you before, now, after all this conversation? Are you nervous? Excited? How will it feel to say these words in the wedding? I think Zeke feels a lot better now. Mostly because, you know, a significant portion of the people who will be attending the wedding have now uh, helped him and informed him that, you know, that they they will approve of what he has to say because they've seen it. So he feels a little less worried about embarrassing himself. I think Grandma has also just now fully approved of you because she was like, oh, right, you have feelings and so do I, huh? <laughs> and I think that Zeke is like really like, yeah. It's, it's, it's not easy being the head of a totally legitimate organization for so long. 
Yeah, and and he's feeling good. Um, and then I think maybe Isabella says, um, "Are you excited to say these words at the wedding?" And then like he goes, Goop! and the camera zooms in, and then the scene is over. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! At that point, I think Isabella would actually say, "At a point," just slap a horn on the back as it fades out. <laughs> Do well, do we want to just complete the image and have a bottle of ink spill over the yeah. page that was just finished? <laughs> it all starts over from the <laughs> Matriarch, what are you doing here now? Oh, uh, wonderful. That one was fun. Uh, uh, Drackel, it is your turn to pick. I feel like a bard's tale was the most tender thing that could happen. Sure, sure. I had an idea of this. It, it might get a little dark. What if the the bard is telling the story of Brown Hollow? Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it, but I but I think that the other the other players may not be able to participate very much. It might be better for mm-hmm, us to mm-hmm. instead do something of like uh, you know a mission that we yeah, were what on. If this is... Blowing up the seaside palace. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the destruction of the seaside yeah, palace is good is because it is. It, mm-hmm. Historical, and it had two of you. There. And it involved pirates and like explosions and epic. So like, is a is a bard going to be singing adventure. this? Our our VCR crew maybe, and you're just going to be sitting in the front row of the audience nitpicking. I was dressed way cooler than that. One player is the bard, another is the adventurer. The adventurer should be a player character or a named NPC. The bard may be a player character or any NPC. To start, answer these questions first. Okay. Okay, I think the adventurer or adventurers are going to be Zeke and Tander, right? Because mm-hmm. they were in this event. Who wants to be a bard? Who wants to and be is this bard? Citrus the Clown? Yep. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ix, you want to flip for it? Like, who's who's interesting? (laughs) Oh, I could just be the horn. Okay, okay. No, Citrus the Clown is now so successful that he has, like, a toady squire jester whose only job... He's not allowed to talk. He's only allowed to honk the horn for him. I thought you were going to say that Citrus is so popular that he has a a franchise clown for for local uh, That's also good. That's also good, but I think this would have to be the original. Those are Citrus's helpers! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Citrus the Clown, who is a personal acquaintance of Zeke, but not Tander, I, if I recall. Citrus, the, Citrus the Clown and his hornblower Gooseberry. <laughs> right. It, that was it. Was me and Lily who interacted mm-hmm. with Citrus to as a, a, for protection from pirates. Yeah, it, it was one of the end of season uh, montages and, and yes. one of the tasks you, you took on with that patrol was escorting Citrus the Clown right. on one leg of his two Right, and then the pirates became a rival uh, clown troop um, led by Scurvy yeah. of course, the opposite of Citrus but then when they finally confronted yes. with, to each, uh, confronted each other, it was a, an enemies to lovers situation Man, and they combine their acts <laughs> the two greatest opposing forces on the seas citrus and scurvy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Good. this so this new show is citrus and scurvy's starlight review oh beautiful so, uh zeke and tander what detail of this story makes you realize that this tale or song is about you is it the title <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tander probably wouldn't remember oh. the name of the place, but as soon as he starts hearing about how they like, like they I like, I think they like, should get all the names suddenly wrong, like call you Tinder. 
<laughs> oh no. Tinder, Tinder the, the mouse. And Marks. And, Mar- <laughs> and Marcus. Tinder and Marcus and Zach. Oh no, I'm Marks. That's that's the I was that was. Oh okay. Grant <laughs> kept calling me Marks at the beginning of the oh, recording. Like the first in-game. Yeah. Year. Perfect. Yeah. It was good. So it was about Tinder and Marks and their adventures. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, it would be Zach. Yeah, sweet life of Zach and. I was going to go the Metal Gear route and call call him Sahelanthropus. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Bard, how did I learn this tale? Uh, is it directly from the mouth of an eyewitness? Another bard? Did you piece together the story for multiple versions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, this version of, like, the, the, the fall of the Seaside Palace is partly taken from, like, sailor stories of uh, uh, Tanger's, like, commando crew when, when they yeah. were, like, in port af- after. Because also a lot of it and, is about and, Red Hook. Like, and, and the brave... The yeah. brave sacrifice. The sacrifice of the Red Hooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it has the tr- the tragic death of Rizard and Red Hook. I th- we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how they're treated in the course of the game. But they're like yeah. tender. This, this is definitely a composite of a lot of different sources and a lot of different angles, and they do not always gel. I feel like even Tander himself, when he retells it, doesn't always get it right, because he tends to, <laughs> well, A, forget things, but also he tends to over-dramatize. That's part of being a swashbuckler, is you got to embellish. you got to tell a story. Alright, so, take turns. Each player should take two or three depending on the story. The bard player uses prompts from telling the tale. Adventurers use prompts from interruption. So my prompts are on page 59 of the PDF. If we ping-pong a few times, we move to ending the tale. Like I need any help interrupting. (laughs) (laughs) What dramatic flourish have you added to please the audience? Okay, in this version... In this version, uh, uh, Guard Captain Rizard and uh, Red Hook are one and the same mouse. (laughs) That that does sound like this kind of simplifying character combination thing they would do for a major motion picture adaption. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's narrative. It's poor narrative structure to end Uh, with two big heroic sacrifices. Those are one and the same mouse, (laughs) and and both their names start with R. I don't think so. Right? Come on. <laughs> they'll, they'll just make this is it us. Today. This is us in character as the two shitty writers of the truth. <laughs> they, they'll, they'll like add a bit in the credits where like the other guy's first name is revealed, like the Red Hook's real name, but they just never say it in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Punished Venom Snake. <laughs> All right. So who, who wants to give a, a answer one of the interruptions? Oh, man, we're pissed off at this. Look at these questions. I'm going to go ahead and say that Grandma believes the bards over you guys, even though you were there. Sorry. Absolutely. It's just the magic of television and old people, I guess. <laughs> well, why, would a, why would a clown lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Why is your head in your hands? Why is this part of the story embarrassing? <laughs> we had to first like get get in to the castle, right? We had to like go past the, the mm-hmm. guards, and I, I seem to remember that being pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and um, so Citrus is talking about how, you know, the mice, like the brave, the brave mice of the mouse guard, like, you know, slammed open the doors and knocked down the wall and ran in. And Zeke starts to be like, well, it's not exactly. And then he realizes that what he's about to talk about is how badly they fucked up. And so he's like, <laughs> ah, you know, it's fine. That's fine, actually. It's, it's you know, I mean, 
if we had used explosives, it would have caused a lot of, you know, it would have drawn a lot of unnecessary attention. So that's not really a good idea in terms of military strategy, but also, um, you know, we did. Everyone in the audience is like, sit down. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What part of storytelling do you think is most important? How does that show in the way you tell this tale? Well, you know what sets apart Citrus the Clown from every other traveling performer in the territories? I'm scared you're going to tell me. Oh my God. Well, here I am. Here I and am. And that is why, and that is bear. why I'm so drawn to this story that the big center point is a bomb going <sighs> off in a, in a palace imploding around it. <laughs> like we, yeah, I'm I'm definitely putting my my apprentice to work doing all the sound effects. There's like a flash paper uh, uh, oh, at man. the explosion, just like, like a, actually... a one man band, but instead with a bunch of foley tools to make a bunch of different sound effects. The the top of the line version. I don't know if we're bringing that tonight, but it's definitely uh, uh, in the set. Sometimes is another assistant. Is there like we we have this planned to the second, so that they're just there with like a, a synchronized hourglass to light off fireworks uh, uh, right at the proper moment. Oh my god, so elaborate. Or, or maybe they have like binoculars waiting for a, a like a visual signal to, to light the fuse. Two assistants. I'm sure we can just have one in a really long fuse and it'll go fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So, uh, Dracul, I think it's your turn what, uh, for an interruption on page 60. Yeah, I want to leave it to Tander to be mad about Red Hook. When you said... What, Grant, when you said what the twist was going to be in my head, I was just so sure you were going to say that Tinder dies. <laughs> I gotta say, I like the question, what chance do you take to spin the tall tale even taller? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's I feel great. Actually, like, actually, I heard Tinder was 16 feet tall. Because I heard uh, Tinder, I feel like in Tinder's memory, the explosion was like... Like turned the night into day. Mm-hmm. It not only did it not only did it free everyone. It propelled us to sea and helped us in our in a to kick off a grand epic battle against the forces of evil on the sea as well. And we fought a giant Jumped, squid. like Tander and Zeke walking out of the explosion that's happening behind them. <laughs> cool guys don't like, look at looking explosions. Back. Yeah, and Red then Hook they hop ship on their, was a, had a nuclear weapon on it, and also it could fly for some reason. And so, and then they just flew off into the night. What detail of the story seems outrageous even to you? Do you sell it convincingly, or can the audience tell your heart's not in it? And adventurer, is it true? I have a hard time believing the the stories that I've heard about Harford's prodigious size <laughs> and that of his weapon. It's frankly ludicrous. Yeah, which is like funny because that stories is... from the east guys always have like giant swords. It's stupid. Harford is presented more as like not exactly comic relief, but he he is something flat. He's the big Andor wedge. Yeah, yeah, he's he's there for for everything else to move around as a baseline to to make everyone else look more realistic in comparison to brutal. Which is weird because you have Tander there already. Like, why do you need a, a normal guy to make Tander look more interesting? <laughs> Well, Harford, Harford's coming to the wedding. He's been invited, of course. So, yes. uh, I think he he's already here. He's part of your, w- your yeah, uh, uh, service. It rating. would be funny if Perfect. he w- was there at the <laughs> at the bar. Like maybe he didn't have his sword with him. So then he he he's there, and so <laughs> like, he and Tander are sitting there like, wait, do you remember that? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. 
Grandma leans over to Tander and is like, his name is Tinder. <laughs> so without having his giant sword on him, obviously, in this civilian context, perhaps Harford grabs, like, something big and heavy in the room. Like, he takes, like, the top <laughs> off the bar or, like, an oar off the wall or a oh boat off the wall or something. There's, like, a kayak on the wall or something. <laughs> he picks up a boat That was the, I was imagining, boat. like, a... Like a like a TGI Fridays where they might have like a kayak oh. mounted to the wall and oars. That's where we are. We're in TGI oh Fridays. Um, <laughs> and he's, it would be the first one in the campaign, right? Exactly. And he picks it the is. Oh, it's Grapplebees. The it is. Grapplebees. Yeah. Oh no, we're we're in an ocean themed restaurant, which does great business here in this landlocked city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Miles from the sea. He starts oh, swinging it around. He's just carrying it for. He's like helping p- prepare for the wedding. He just happens to be walking by carrying a giant plank. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're watching a show. Put down the boat. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, I can, I can wield a, a huge weapon like that. That's the size of my sword. I can wield a boat. I'm the strongest mouse, uh, and I, my heart is full of vengeance. That's the thing Harford would say, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I guess that's the third interruption. Uh, do we want to go for another round or move toward ending the tale? I feel like Citrus would give up if there are any more, so... Yeah, people are starting to, like, run away from the boat yeah, that's being people swung. people are starting to boo and throw popcorn. Especially with so many interruptions left. Like, who's the real villain of the story? It, and everyone yeah. looks at Harford. <laughs> and is menacing with, us with a boat. When the tale has come to a close, answer these questions. My questions are, what is the epilogue of the tale? Does it have a moral to convey? Are you being cheered or heckled? <laughs> in most tellings, in, in standard uh, uh, nights of this performance, I mean, it's, it's the tale of the first victory that set the stage for the war we all just survived, right? It's, it's the classic theme of immediate post-war literature. We did it. We're lucky. We, we have to honor the sacrifices that led to, to us thriving now and, and living on. And, and look, look at, you know, the effort, the unity, everything it took to, to you know, pull our fat from the fire in that battle, which, which led to the victory in the greater war. And so, so let's honor that by continuing that, that dedication to, to service uh, on forward. I don't think he really gets to that point tonight. Uh, <laughs> he's being neither cheered nor heckled. Yeah. He's leaving. There's a large shouting mouse with a boat. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a complex performance, yeah. Adventurers, what happened after that no one else could have known? Are you happy with how the story was told? Apparently we didn't know Harford. It was like such a... Uh took this so seriously. I well, I mean, he didn't want to have his his prowess questioned, right? True. Like, he put a lot of effort into learning to use a big sword. I feel like in real life, in the real life of the story, it was probably a pretty sad night for a lot of us. Like, yeah. People mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a hard it was a hard fought battle, and we almost all died. We, it was a lot harder. It wasn't this like oh, and then, then everything was perfect from then on out. And, uh, you know, they did get the part where Tander walked away from the explosion accurate, so... I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so who can say so if it was good or bad? who's to say if good or bad? <laughs> we're, I think we're also, like, kind of kind of sad that, that Red Hook's contribution is, is kind of diminished, because obviously that was a big face turn, and, mm-hmm. you know, people mm-hmm. generally, of course, know Red Hook for all of his many crimes. 
So because many crimes important. that are too many to list here today, but there were a lot of them. <laughs> Including being the final boss of a different mission we were in. Yeah, he, he kind of extorted an entire settlement into making making himself like their dictator as one step along to a path to just like I've, uh, uh, counterfeit and, and make himself all of the money in the territory. I've been watching some prestige TV lately, and let me remind you, that's basically a pure protagonist these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, he God. Was, he did it for the right reasons. He did, <laughs> Red for, Hook he did it because TV he was series. sad. He did it because he needed to pay for his cancer medication. <laughs> he did it because he really wanted he all of the money. He did it because he really... He grew up sad and he wanted to be rich, so he killed people. Anyway, I have an idea for Grandma to use her final ability here. Okay, okay, in, in the bard game? Yeah, yeah, Grandma's going to slip back backstage for a little discussion with Citrus and how, uh, really, the profits from a story like this, the amazing adventures of such incredible heroes should probably be shared with the heroes themselves, and oh, doesn't it, isn't it just such a coincidence that it happens that? <clears throat> In just a few days. <laughs> oh no, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> you would help, would help an, uh, you would want to help, help an old woman in her time of need, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that 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 wasn't the twist I was expecting. To be honest, that was my throat throwing a curveball at me. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and demand all the profits from this show to help finance the wedding. With my legal mind, spot and pulls just big enough to slide through ability, slide right into profit. Fork it over, Citrus. And of course, this being Almos of all places, there is yeah, a labyrinthine like uh, uh, IP law situation. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty perfect. Yeah, impossibly. Grandma may be learning to like the system, which is of course because now she knows how to use it for her own gain. Typical rich person bullshit, you know. Subjects of these stories are entitled to 10% of the take. We have 12 subjects of your story here in the audience that means tonight. we get 120% so. of the take. Pay up. <laughs> so yeah, I robbed Citrus the Clown Blind. How are y'all doing? Oh my god. Lord. That brings us to your turn, Ix. It is your oh. pick for one one of these games. <laughs> what are you going to do well, there, ready <laughs> money bags? In stark contrast to the cool legal thing that I just did, uh, I think I'm going to go with the wildflower picking game because that's one of the few that Grant converted that we haven't played yet. So I want to know about that. Uh, wildflower picking, known in the uh, main game as uh, homegrown, is on page 36 of the PDF. There's something special about using flowers grown nearby. You might have laughed at that before, but you can really notice a difference when you're making the same uh, centerpieces over and over yeah, again. Yeah, centerpieces <laughs> makes more sense. Why not try it out? Set up. Anyone can play. As a group, decide where your uh, garden is or where you, you keep your flowers. The space can be uh, uh, near your, your venue. It can also just be somewhere relatively close if your characters can describe how to get there in a few sentences. I'm guessing this is like outside Elmos proper. Yeah, like just like outside out the city. In, yeah, yeah. It's, it's near the big elm tree, but it's not in city limits, right? In a moist gully. Yeah, what kind of what kind of flowers we we talking about here? Because like most flowers are are pretty big, to a mouse. Yeah, so you know, you only need like one per centerpiece. That is a good question. We should answer on the table. The second is who all is coming. I'm thinking that Grandma comes, but also she's a little old lady and it's hot out, so she kind of just quickly falls asleep while supervising. But Peach Junior is also <laughs> here to actually help. 
Uh, uh, I want to say Kristoff is here because Kristoff hasn't actually been on screen yet. I've been playing other people. Hey, bro, how are your vows coming along, by the way? I forgot to ask about those. Three months ago. Yeah, we had them. Memorized. Great work, my boy. Who who else is out here? I think Isabel will be joining. Okay. Tander has a lot of energy, and this is outside. (laughs) He can go to the park. Let him tire himself out in the flower. Yeah, let him, <laughs> let him try to let him try to run up a tree. Okay. So the way this goes is we all take turns sharing embarrassing stories that happened to oh, you. Oh shit! Everyone playing should share at least one. Come up with your own or use a prompt from the list below. That list is on page thirty-seven and thirty-eight. So who would like to start? I'm gonna start off because I see the one that needs to be done in honor of any <laughs> waxwork. The bee incident! <gasps> the bee incident! Tell us about the bee incident. What does the bee incident look like? Oh, uh, what's the name of the new beekeeper? Oh, the new beekeeper is uh, like the canon beekeeper in the, the fall 1152 comic, who I believe is unnamed in the text. Beebles. Beebles. So we get to just make up Beebles. for it. It is another elderly lady Apple mouse. Old lady, uh-huh. old lady Beeble. Oh, God. <laughs> she offered well, you apples or bees. Man, I hope we have beetle tendies at this wedding for Peach Jr. and Tinder. <laughs> They still have to sit at the kids' table. The two picky eaters. Anyhow, the bee incident. Uh, yeah, so turns out some of the bees were lost because... Yeah, I- I'm gonna make this tragic. They were missing Granny Waxworth. They didn't know she was gone. Oh, wow. So they escaped the new beekeeper's uh, attention. They've gone all the way to Elmas. They go off of, like, something like Sen, right? I completely forgot what bees are like. <laughs> Important bee trace. Somebody's carrying something of Granny Waxworth's, though. Oh. So nobody's actually getting stung, but they are being surrounded. But they're being like, hounded. Yeah. They're being saddened. Well, if you can recruit them, maybe we can have some, some bee ring bearers. Ooh, around the stingers. Yeah, we could have some bees and bonnets. So, so Isabel is trying to get to work, but is is constantly distracted and hounded by bees, and it takes her a long, long time to figure oh, out. Oh, that's that... right. Did we ever say on Mike that she's related to uh, Roslyn? Roslyn. Yes. Oh, that's right. No, Waxworth's wife. Yes. Well, now <laughs> you know. Isabel is uh, Roslyn's. Niece, I believe. It's a small mm-hmm. world. Haha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Which I believe also makes uh, uh, Francisca then s- some manner of cousin of Red Hook. Yep. <gasps> yes. Good. That all checks out. Yeah, Vel and I talked about this like I think a year ago. You got this bonnet, now it got bees in it. So you inherited something, and that is uh, attracting the bees to you and, and making this very difficult. Oh no, I don't know how to break the bees, though. Oh no. Getting covered in bee tears. So Kristoff is like walking side by side with with Peach Junior. Then while uh, uh, Grandmother takes a nap, he's just like looking through, trying to find you know just right. Like that's the, the thing about wildflowers is they're gorgeous, but you can get real picky because nobody's tending them. They're wild. That's the point. Uh, uh, so he's just like, no, no. This one's been nibbled. No. Eventually, he just turns to to Peach Junior. It's like. Why, why aren't you asking me why I'm so frustrated? Uh, Peach Jr. looks surprised and flails their arms and 
stammers because they don't really talk that much and is just kind of like <laughs> shakes and nods their heads like, yeah, why that? <laughs> oh no, he's got silent hero syndrome. Peach is a silent protagonist. So, so the list, I set the list. We're looking for black-eyed Susans. We're looking for irises. You know why I set the list? Because I choose everything. Is it so hard to want something? Just want one thing. Peach is like looking between Kristoff and the list that's written down, shaking his head like, no, I mean, yes. I mean, uh... No, no, not you. I want him to want something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, points over there. There's some more flowers over there. <laughs> all these, all these oh. things I'm saying are basically just translating body language. Also, <laughs> uh, his proposal, our proposal, was so magical. It was wonderful, and it's the last time he's made a decision. <laughs> nods, nods. <laughs> Th- thank you, thank you so much. I'm thinking for all of your help. For for all of grandma's help for I'm so much in debt to everybody and Zeke is doing so much he's doing so many things but there's just the one thing just what just pick something just please how how do I know he likes the wedding even if he won't decide any of it how how do I know I'm giving him what he wants so I'm gonna need some help for constructing the back half of this but I think after some consideration peach Junior pulls out a book from their waste bag because, by the way, they love books. And it's like, <laughs> I'm gonna need some help constructing the entirety of the fairy tale, but it's like an old mouse fairy tale where, like, a lazy prince is spurred into action by having to make some kind of choice, like a classic this guy always lies and this guy always tells the truth thing, but then it turns out to have been like the sister, the princess, set it all up just to get him to act. That kind of thing. Basically telling you to do some kind of cool tricky trick, which is hard when your characters and talk, so you have to think of some kind of elaborate visual aid that you then have to describe, which really <laughs> makes you wonder what the point was in the first place. Hey, why don't you do some kind of tricky trick? Kristoff just like gives an exhale, gives a sigh, strains himself out, uh, uh, and is like, you've got the list, Tander's got the list, I, I trust you. You're doing great. Uh, you know, he, he looks at the basket of, of the ones that they've already picked together. We're like two-thirds of the way through, almost there. And, you know, he turns and goes to go talk to Zeke and immediately falls straight into a mud puddle. He's entirely covered. <laughs> Peach was just thinking to themselves, like, maybe now it's time for Peach to make a tricky trick. And then sees you fall in the mud and is like, oh shit, and runs over and helps. Uh, okay, who else is here and needs to give an embarrassing uh, story? Tander is here, apparently. <laughs> and yeah, let... I dragged you out of the house. Tander's got the zoomies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tander was annoying Zeke, so he got sent outside. <laughs> Tragic. Uh, I feel like God, the one on the list that draws me the most is you find yourself developing a rivalry with a particularly stubborn planter in. <laughs> This would be like like Tander has wandered away from the group and he's found a really nice looking flower, but there's like a frog sitting on it that won't move and he's like oh, trying man. to push this thing off the flower. Like, <laughs> like come on, work with me here. Yeah, th- this one is a little tough because so many of these are very magical. Yeah, there's there's a lot of magic Give in these prompts, but I, I feel like a stubborn frog is something we could feasibly encounter yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. the mouse guard. This is more Looney Tunes than magical, at least, so yeah. that fits with Tander. I mean, one of these literally is like, oh yeah, there's a witch's curse on one of these like animals that you're harvesting. Yeah. 
but but yeah okay so we've got a bee problem we got a frog issue we've got uh uh some some last minute stress that's boiling over into a mud puddle issue <laughs> I yeah i do so like, like let's let's stuck just filthy not stuck okay. just filthy well, and and uh peach tries to brush him off helpfully but really just kind of smears it around further ruining the nice clothes you, you got an embarrassing story for uh, Grandmother and or Peach. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, the only thing I can really think of right now is just uh, the very, very simple Looney Tunes visual of Peach, like, going to pick the flowers, of course, listed. Finally finding perfect ones that haven't been gnawed or aren't wilting and whatever. All these things that are probably also written down in the paper to check for. And starts trying to pull them out and just ridiculous comedy of error style. Coincidentally, all the plants that Peach pulls out are the ones that have just gigantic, extensive root systems. They just <laughs> will not come out, so just keeps tugging at him, eventually pulling up just massive amounts of soil, and just, yeah, just You're that like level pulling of up, like, wild, wild onions and stuff. Yeah, yeah, suddenly a, there's a so- somehow a string of wild onions under one of these root structures, that kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe he's a bunch so of spiders attack. Yeah, he's so strong, but not so... Right. <laughs> I do like that Kristoff's uh, big thing is like stress over this really very real uh, emotional moment that could happen to anybody that's planning a wedding. Meanwhile, the other three are like one of them's getting attacked by bees, like one of them's like getting caught in roots. Tander's like like trying to like pry a frog off the ground with a piece of. I'm a stick. thinking back on my experience of wedding planning, and that does seem basically accurate. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of clowns. <laughs> yeah, all the all everyone surrounding the grooms and spouses or whatever are basically just like meat shields to absorb the minor unluckiness so that they can focus <laughs> on the major unluckiness. <laughs> so that's the end of the game and now the next time we do the party planning mini game, our atmosphere rating goes up by 1 in addition to whatever we uh, uh focus on in that game and because we've played three games now, it's time for the party planning Woo! game. Hooray. Hooray. So this is when we all just take a moment to, to describe what we're doing to work on regarding the, the wedding uh, to up one of our ratings. So our current ratings are Cuisine 2, Atmosphere 2, Service 3. That Atmosphere 2 is going to turn into a 3 because of this game, no matter what Hooray. we do during party planning. So, we... so does that mean we want to focus on cuisine and make it straight threes across, or? And this this is our last chance to improve the the ratings. Probably, before we get to uh, the wedding itself. Probably. Well, Grandma's asleep, and Peach Junior is off trying to figure out how to trick Zeke into making a choice. So, <laughs> I think he's building like I think he's building like a haunted house escape room, <laughs> just like in a shed nearby the park, and is just gonna I guess trick Zeke into going in there and it's going to be like that's going to oh be no. it, it just it's like a tunnel that leads back into like Spigot's Spirit Halloween <laughs> theater yeah well that's well, what well, that's, that's that's where I got all the decorations yeah, yeah well bad news <laughs> I, I my only remaining skill is escaping traps so later oh okay well that's perfect though that's perfect though <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask yes. again what do we want to do in this round are we focusing on cuisine atmosphere or service well, I'm doing the service of building a haunted house escape room, and I don't know how that interfaces with the wedding. That seems but like atmosphere. I'm lock Zeke in there. So yeah, that let's does do seem atmosphere. Like atmosphere. Let's do atmosphere. Okay. We, we can right. at least repurpose like the Halloween mouse skeletons I don't know, and stuff. I don't know if any of us 
can be trusted to improve the cuisine more than it more than it is at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beetle tenders for sure. We're gonna bump that atmosphere from a two to yep, a four. We're adding haunted house. It's unanimous. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Haunted houses are going to be the hot new cocktail hour thing. I can't uh, wait. In the next wedding season. That would be pretty great, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to start it with my wedding. Selfie booths are out. We're, we're moving on to, to the, the new thing houses. should be escape room weddings. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. You have to escape the wedding. Your rings are in one of the puzzles. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have to, and then you have to use them to turn the final keys. Also, it's saw. Hello, Elliot and Jeremy. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. So, so yeah. Do so... you deserve to be married? Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines marriage as... Oh, oh, saw, not the dictionary again. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? So it sounds we're like... Working on so, the so the way, we're hanging up flowers. The way party planning works is we all take turns describing short scenes of what our characters are getting up to working directly on yeah. the yeah. wedding. And in this case, working on atmosphere. Let's start with the haunted house <laughs> between Peach Jr. Uh, okay. and Zeke. <laughs> so, so what, yeah, what Zeke, premise? Zeke gets a letter. <laughs> a Zeke letter. gets a letter that's ostensibly from Kristoff. And I don't know how you wouldn't recognize his handwriting by now, but... Zeke is an Peach idiot, Jr. is so. actually probably... Actually, Peach Jr. is probably pretty, like, equally flowery to Kristoff on the paper, so it might work out. And also, yeah, Zeke is an idiot. <laughs> Zeke can't read. It's just like, oh, my dearest love, help me. I've been kidnapped by the bad man because Peach isn't so good at the creativity and the names part. Come to this address and come and make the big choice to save me. Oh, no, not the bad man. The bad man. Has <laughs> I hate that guy. It's the name of one of the characters from the, the Bard's Tale that was made up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just wrote it down. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so Zeke definitely, you know, obviously ha- has to go, right? Shows up, um, doesn't doesn't really believe this, but also is concerned that something what? is happening. What? <laughs> he's a different. He's concerned, but it, at, at the same sort of level of anxiety, but it, for, in a different flavor than perhaps Peach Junior <laughs> intended. <laughs> so he walks I mean, in. Peach Junior does basically have like at the end of a short and kind of shoddily made from scrap wood and cardboard type maze is like a Joker-esque choice of like, oh, will you choose to save your man boy or <laughs> um, the leader of the guard who I also captured? <laughs> and then there are just two like hay stuffed dummies tied to boards in the shadows. Over like pots of big... boiling water? No, it's acid. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, exactly. I hope Peach Jr. never goes into, like, counseling or, or becomes a therapist. Did you throw my lemonade in here? <laughs> Peach Jr. reads way too many fairy tales for this shit. In, in the process of going through this haunted house, Zeke kind of... At first he was worried that it was some sort of, like, spigot-related nefarious activity <laughs> or something, but... He, he, he starts to realize as he sees... Yeah. The moment that tips you off most is probably when a big boulder comes rolling at you, and then it just, like, bounces off you gently because it's a big, hollow paper mache. <laughs> yeah. 
and Zeke, you know, Zeke is, he comes, he comes to the, to the end and, you know, he's kind of like humoring this activity and stuff because he, he realizes all the effort that has been put into it. And <laughs> I'm going to use my, my last scout ability, Nimble Paws, which is no lock stays locked, no trap can catch you. And Zeke, <laughs> after all of his, you know, years of experience in the mouse guard, um, is like you know I'm I'm gonna take this opportunity to uh, to do to show off a little bit because we've got a very sort of rudimentary trap set up here you know this is something the Red Hook Pirates would do mm-hmm. uh, so so of course he he sprints over to save the Kristoff dummy but at the same time he throws his cool knife uh, to catch Beautiful. the uh, the guard dummy and sort of swing him up, out and off like off of the uh, the acid pit as well so the the guard dummy is sort of like pinned pinned to the wall by the scruff of its neck or something like yeah, that non-lethally leaking seed yeah oh, okay, and, okay. but he's okay he lived you know he didn't fall into the acid either <laughs> oh good yeah and then, and then Zeke like poses with the with the Kristoff, you know, dummy in his arms, um, which is if it is Kristoff size, Kristoff is uh, larger than Zeke, so it's a little awkward. <laughs> but he's he's got him, and um, like like bridal carry style, as you know, until, like for a couple of steps, right? And then like there's like a light behind him, and there's like da da da, while Peach Junior is wa- watching. Um, and then Zeke like Peach takes Junior a- takes off the bad guy disguise and is like ooh. <laughs> and then Zeke like takes like two steps and falls forward, and like the the oh. seed the seed pouch of the dummy just like opens oh. <laughs> and explodes well, everywhere. Well, can't have everything, and some of it lands in the kettles, and thus popcorn is invented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and- maybe our cuisine rating does go up after all. We <gasps> oh shit! Popcorn. Anyway, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> but so Zeke, Zeke starts laughing and is like, Peach, Peach Jr., why, why did you do this? Well, what's, what's going on? Peach is, Peach is considering for a long moment and then like writes down on a slate or something like, I kind of lost track, but I'm pretty sure that was supposed to help you with the wedding. And, <laughs> That's and it. That's all the information. Kristoff likes it when you're, um, what was it? Decisive. Oh, yes. That's true. I, I do know that. And I, I understand that he is under a lot of stress as well. He has, of course, a much clearer idea of how this should go than I do. He cares a lot more about the details than I do. So I'll, 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 try, to, I'll try to make a decision. Even if I don't think it matters, I'll just say something. Peach <laughs> Jr. opens up an encyclopedia of flowers and is like, which, which one do you like? Oh, uh, um... Zeke like squints because he he cares so little that he doesn't know which flowers are uh, pretty or ugly, but he does know which flowers like, would be easiest like to find in the area oh, at the, this that's season. Very kind. So I think he picks like maybe like some some small white flowers that he already knows grow on mm, some vines that's... that are like on the tree in Elmas. That's perfect. Like Peach is very clearly broadcasting their intent to go get it, just did not hide it at all. No. Like someone who's throwing a surprise party and is like, "By the way, are you coming home early tomorrow?" <laughs> that, that kind of shit, that level of shit. Mm-hmm. But Peach is overjoyed. Peach thinks it went a hundred percent great. Runs off to get those flowers, which I mean, actually does contribute to uh, atmosphere mm-hmm. in the end after all. So 
everything works out. So meanwhile, Kristoff uh, has been using all the snake oh, skin oh. that uh, <laughs> we collected. I have oh, one more small thing. Okay, go ahead. One more small thing. I think even Peach Jr. noticed how much more assertive and confident Zeke has become after completing a mission, even if it was a joke mission. Aww. And, like, encourages him to go and take a look at his vows again. Aww. I will. Thank you. Now now that it's not 3 a.m. anymore, I feel a little bit better. Why, <laughs> why was Grandma up at 3 a.m.? Jesus. That's why she took a nap during uh, the yeah, politics. That's a great point. Almost like she was to bed early to rise. Up to something. Where was I? Oh right, snakeskin. Snake uh, so <laughs> so much snakeskin. <laughs> that snakeskin that was harvested. Kristoff uh, uh, has like been listening to Isabel tut tut about you know what really makes a proper wedding, and is like. Okay, we're gonna make it work. You picked those like, hats, designed. and you're like, "Oh, I don't know about snakeskin." <laughs> it's like this isn't even a gay wedding. <laughs> so, so he he's fashioned the snakeskin in, into a bit more like current. You know, I don't know what the finer points of like fashion cycles in, in the mouse territories are over 30 years. I just don't. But but just like he's done the slight alterations wh whatever those are to make them much more current and contemporary even by using a very outdated like the equivalent of teased out poof bangs with, with enough like uh, uh, hairspray to set a body on fire. Like... <laughs> That, that's how out of fashion these are supposed to be, but he's done something to make them work, and he's not quite satisfied until Peach Jr. brings, like, the, these small white flowers and somehow communicates in, in his wordless way where they came from, and Kristoff's heart just melts, and they edge the, the canopy of snakeskin that, that goes over the, the front where, like, th that they're actually going to get married under, and he's, it's, it's now his favorite piece in, in the entire thing. Aww. Aww. Never not gonna be funny that it's snakeskin, but still, aww. Yeah. <laughs> gonna make shoes for all the groomsmen. Maybe it's more tailored. Like I, I'm imagining, like when when uh, the moms got married, that it was just like just raw snakeskin, right? It was just out there, not you know. And and Christoph has like now it has like finished, you know, finished edges. It's like cut into pieces with intent. Instead of just being like, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. a, a, a runway. Yeah, 30 years ago, the snakeskin doubled as the buffet table. <laughs> they just didn't clean it all the way and left a few bits for them to pick at. It was a different time. I feel like it might have started as a tradition for, like, you get the snakeskin and then everyone figures out what to do with it because there's so much of it. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm, the something mm -hmm, old, mm -hmm. something new. Yeah. Something snakeskin. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Something wriggly. Uh, uh. That'll poison you. <laughs> See, it doubles because it means one less snake around, so... Well, I think that Tander will be... For the atmosphere, I think he would be working with his crew to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, help deck help with the decorations and the music of the venue. Music, yes. We haven't really touched on music. Yeah, much. aside from some sea shanty jokes, but you know, these are seamen. That's true. They, they are mouse of the sea. They they know a thing or two about fiddling. So I feel like they're going to be practicing uh, the music they're going to play. Tander doesn't really know what kind of music you play at a wedding, but you know. It's a, it's kind of a, but you know, here's the thing. 
He's going to invent We Are Family. <laughs> In Tander's mind, a wedding is kind of basically a party, right? So, you know, music that'd be good for a party. There's gotta, we gotta, we gotta get music you can dance to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. music that you can, uh, get, you know, get down with. They have a good time. I feel like this would be a good chance for Tanner to use his one of his new experiences as a lookout, which ah. is organizer, which means to gather people. And I think he's going to use that to gather as many people from his crew or, you know, anybody else who's helping with the wedding who, hey, do you know how to play an instrument? Do you know how to play something? Do you know any songs? Let's get together. That's fantastic. So there's one other thing that was brought up in the last couple of weeks that we should bring up now because that might be fun to also go with the atmosphere of especially the haunted house we need a tarot reader <laughs> here okay, we go okay let, let me just stop you to do a little introduction of the concept earlier this year uh david peterson the the uh, writer and artist behind uh, the mouse guard series this whole setting published another short an eight-page short called uh, King, Knight, Fool, and Villain. You can find it on YouTube, being read by uh, an actor on his his YouTube page. Uh, It will be published in an upcoming volume made of these eight-page shorts that he does uh, uh, a little more than annually. Uh, But it introduces an element to the setting called Skeleton Cards. This is something like a tarot uh, uh, deck where uh, there's 37 sort of archetypes, types of guy you can Mm -hmm. be. Uh, Four are drawn, and uh, they reveal something in in their overlap uh, uh, about the the sort of person you are or will be or or can you know answer questions uh, uh, about you know your fate perhaps can't wait to get owned by the cards at my own wedding <laughs> i know of 11 uh, uh, of the deck of 37 in that and i've made up 26 to make a full deck <laughs> following those 11 as as guides for the type of things you might find in there Interruption finished. Uh, what's your idea? <laughs> An ancient codex of the list of types of guys there are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mouse Beware Twitter. Beware children. Beware. Oh my lord. Beware of the replying well, think- man. <laughs> <laughs> that is the bad man. Is it possible to just use all three of mine? Because I think the two moms are going to be doing tarot reading. Because I have Hell Parable, yes. Chronicler, and Spinstrong Gold, so why not all three? Absolutely. Uh, is this scene like them practicing, and who are they giving a reading to to practice? Ooh, what's the volunteer? Tander does. Yes, can't wait. Yeah, let's roll four d thirty seven and and take some <laughs> number generation here. <laughs> Waiting with bated breath. I'm on the edge of my seat. So we first have oh, very fitting. We have the fifth card, the architect. Ooh. Mm. Even more fitting, we have number 11, the sailor. Oh my god. <laughs> this shit oh is god. magic. It's Tander. The architect is kind of like a person who builds boats. Okay, so the next two are pretty interesting. So we have artist, number 18. Oh. And then we have t- 25, father. <gasps> a captain. So what, is this, what does this tell us about Tander? I, what, what does Robin see in this reading? I'm very curious. So I think Robin's going to see... Hmm... Young lad, it looks like you are going to be destined of a creation unlike any other that will spark the next wave. Perhaps something of a new boat type. I mean, Tander did. Very interesting. Tander did kind of create the Mouse Guard Navy. Tander also <laughs> created the fucking crap next. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's created the crab punk genre. 
I can't believe that I actually got that from the roles. That fits Tander so yeah, well. like, architect, sailor, what was it, the artist? Like, he makes stuff. Swashbuckling is basically the art of storytelling and fighting. The fa- ship's captain yeah, think- is basically, like, the father of the crew. Yeah, I feel like artist also, like, covers the more creative side of Tander's, like, things. Like... The crab mech again. Yeah, the crab I want to hear Tander refer to all his crewmates as his sons, though. I want to hear <laughs> how that goes Tander. over. I like the interpretation of the like My father. Beautiful boys. As like you, you, you created something that like you know you were inventor of a process or something that is named after you, a right? And then you would say that it's the father. <laughs> oh my god! What the Tander maneuver? <laughs> yeah, the classic tander type vessel it's like the riker maneuver but um it involves a a, a sword the riker maneuver is how he sits down in chairs right yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> do tander or robin ever think of the father thing more literally like is there something in the cards about tander one day starting a oh, family i cannot imagine tander having a <laughs> Tander and his right. beautiful I mean, son. Th- that's Tumblr. why I asked because <laughs> this one is the outlier. That this is the one that I imagine you might I have like questions the, about yeah. because. Oh, uh, but isn't it so good to imagine old man Tander and three little kids just exactly like using him. him as a jungle gym? Yeah. yeah, just using him as a jungle gym karma. Because he's at a wedding, right? Maybe he's thinking about his own future. Did Tander not meet? A young lady. Really, Tander did have like a, a girlfriend by mail for a while, but I don't think we didn't really. Yeah, and she's invited. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I don't think Tander <laughs> heard that, so he's probably going to be surprised if anybody Tander, when she shows up. She's invited because she was also a, a brown hollow survivor, even younger than than Zeke was, who was rescued by Zeke's uh, uncle, the uh, uh, dearly departed uh, Henson. And and her name was. Sylvia? Her name was Sylvia, yes. Sounds hot. I definitely forgot about that. <laughs> and she dumped Tander by letter after feeling ghosted uh, because that someone wasn't that into the whole long distance thing. Well, I great. Mean, Time for a super cool conversation <laughs> coming up for the ceremony. We, we, it was a pretty busy time. We did have a war on and everything. <laughs> well, you can explain that to her during the wedding, so... War is one of the few valid reasons to go someone. <laughs> Got it. G2G, country falling apart. Do, do we have uh, any more scenes for the party um, planning round, or do we want to move on? Did anybody else want their, their cards read? read? I, was, mm. I was gonna draw some in the background for the Zeke and Yeah, Christophe. at the reception. Yeah. Ooh. I wonder if it would be interesting to do a reading for like not the people but for the marriage like yeah th- this bond is, is like man. a xyz and the 27th letter whoops uh, <laughs> i guess that means it's my pick question for everybody are you the only one with the uh, skill left i believe i'm the only person left with a uh, adventure i experience. still have my intimidation but i don't know if i'm ever gonna use that so well you gotta or else this goes on forever that's true. Now you both have to use it now, right now. Do we have any, uh, uh, does anybody object? Is anyone here? <laughs> Speak object now. to the wedding. <laughs> Forever hold your Speak peace. Speak now before I begin wedding. Uh, sh- should I pick that uh, wedding uh, time, game? Maybe. Might as, as well. Is, is it wedding time? I think it's, it's wedding time. time. All right. Play the music. <laughs> That's beautiful music style. Thank you. 
Sorry, I think that was Entrance of the Gladiators, actually. <laughs> I was hearing it as, like, the, the opening horns there was for a circus theme. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what Entrance of the Gladiators is, yeah. Oh, no. That's the name of that song. So Tristan shows up and starts playing, you know, music, and that's their warm-up song. Oh, that's his revenge. Oh, no, we gotta get him out of here. You gotta intimidate that shithead out of here before he scares off fight off the clowns to save the wedding. Oh man, that's my favorite $3 Steam game. <laughs> Following that game, our wedding ratings are Cuisine 2, Atmosphere 4, and Service 3. Uh, the people we have working with us are Peach Jr., Roybin the Scribe, and the crew of the Oyster Cracker. Hell yes. Only the finest Beatle uh, And tendies. now, I am selecting as the next game uh, uh, Throw the Wedding. Uh, this is our adaptation of the game Festival Day. So, set up. Anyone can play. Player characters and named NPCs can be played. I think we're all going to play. Yeah. Uh, decide together what time the festival is happening today. Oh, I don't know. A wedding and its attendant Yay, reception. We're here. I love, I love, I love festival. Does your character care about this wedding? Do they hate it? I think we're all on the record by now. Yeah. Luckily, we got over that hurdle. Unlike many soap operas, we did manage that one. To play, take turns taking on challenges. On your turn, you'll choose a challenge from the list and ask another player to attempt it. Oh, now, some sick. the the least weddingy of these challenges have, uh, if you go to our uh, Google Doc page five, uh, suggestions for how to make them weddingier. Two in particular. There are a bunch of challenges to to pick from, though. Uh, some are easier to turn into like ceremony things. A lot of them are really easy to turn into reception-y things. Once you have selected your challenge and, and uh, uh, described it and described how your character is handling it, you flip a coin. On a heads, you succeed. On a tails, your character is knocked out for the rest of the game oh. because they're busy making that work despite their, their initial failure. Uh, like, hmm. if you take a look at the challenges, the, the thing entails makes that more clear. Let's hope Zeke and Kristoff aren't the only two who get tails. <laughs> Each player can use an experience during a challenge to automatically succeed rather than flip. If you are knocked out, you can still play an NPC until all of them are knocked out as well. When you've earned five points, or all characters have been knocked out, <laughs> whichever happens first, That's turn great. to the cleaning up section which is when we talk about the end of the event. I've definitely had parties I've won and parties I've barely survived. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is going to be one of them. So <laughs> Great, thanks for the threat. Thought we were playing together, but okay. I have a great place to start. Go for it. Uh, hey, hey, I, I love that it, this takes five points and there are five of us. It's almost it's like... One. Oh, it's it's like the gods are kismet or whatever. Uh, hey, Zeke. Oh, no. There's a rough storm on its way. Oh, shit. But you might be able to board everything up and weather it out if it just grazes you. What you gonna do? What you gonna do about it, Zeke? Are you claiming that challenge or are you challenging me? I'm challenging me? whoever has the skill that they were talking about using uh, for this exact It's Kristoff. It's Kristoff. <laughs> it's okay, Christoph. then. Well, okay, so if there's a rough storm on the way, it's a good thing Stormy that Kristoff has the Weather Watcher <laughs> adventurer skill. Yeah, it's like, wow, could have planned this shit. So, uh, rather than flip, I'm 
just going to, uh, uh, I love it because in Mouse Guard, the way the Weather Watcher skill works is the player on a successful roll can just tell the GM, no, <laughs> this is the weather we're having. No, I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do love the steal the chair powers. So it's like half that and half preparation. So it's like, okay, I know how dark the sky is, but you don't know the weather how I know it. We're just going to get a light drizzle. And that is part of why I tailored these uh, snakeskin banners this way. I'm also picturing the centerpieces being flowers at the scale of mice also doubling as umbrellas. That's pretty cute. I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what does fall, fall is directed away, it doesn't pool, like no one's getting muddy paws, and by the time things are actually happening, happening, like the sun breaks through right during uh, uh, grandmother's like uh, uh, speech as our efficient, it's perfect. Beautiful. So that's one point. Hell yeah. All right. Maybe I guess now you challenge somebody else and we'll just do that? Yeah. Oh, that that's a fun way to do it. We, we've gathered our guests. We're looking out. We, we are seeing uh, some some of our dear friends, like uh, Sable and and Marin are there together, you know, paw in paw. We're, Sable we're seeing, is crying uh, so much. It hasn't even started oh yet. Oh gosh, oh gosh. She even brought her family because they care so much about Zeke. Triss is is there uh, in on Kristoff's side. Kristoff's uh, cousin Victor, like all all of these faces are looking at you. And there's one smaller face. A small child has gotten separated from their parents in the commotion. Uh uh. Oh no. Who's going to deal with the lost child? Uh, uh who who is making a commotion in the middle of the ceremony? Somebody get this thing off me. Anybody? Anybody? Don't cry. Don't cry. Here, take this uh, leaf. Um, <laughs> take this. Take this money. Take this. Uh, Who's rescuing Grandma? Take this gold coin. So uh, Isabel is gonna come over and say, "Oh, this poor little soul seems to be lost, dear. Could you help get find your parents?" Yeah. Who's flipping? Are we flipping? Are we using an experience? Oh, I was. Uh, I was hoping for a little more pushback so I can use my trait. <laughs> Oh, I'm supposed to be combative? No, you deal with the child. So I'm gonna just tag intimidation now as Isabel <laughs> leans forward with <laughs> those very angry eyes while still smirking. You got me. Not even saying anything. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll go find there. All the people around you also are like, uh, let's go figure this out. Thank you, dears. And so Tallulah makes it back to her dad's. Hooray! Hooray! That's two points. Riley, we're going round robin. Pick a challenge. Yeah, the weather was the setup. The lost child was the ushering to seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about time to do the damn thing. Because I'm thinking, if you're, you know, if if it's like if Zeke or Kristoff has to do anything, then we should go ahead and say, and now it was the ceremony, and now it's the okay. reception, right? Because okay, so otherwise, we won't yeah. be able to do anything. So we're up there. If we're up to reception, uh, the main. I feel you know, like Tander is the only stuff. person who I've... can do something besides the people that are on the stage right now. So, <laughs> Not necessarily, because what I'm looking at is a very upset guest is causing commotion. You draw a lot, oh. and you've got the Have we reached draw. the speak now or forever oh, holds your peace? Oh, no, that's even better. <laughs> yes. I mean, Tander is the best mouse. This, this feels yeah, like Tander's it's also up there. Duties. Tander's standing next to me. But he's got a yeah. So so, Granny, give us our give us our little intro bit of where she gets to the oh, the speak good. now. No. 
This is great. Now I get to speak knowing that I'm going to be interrupted, which is karma from the universe on me. (laughs) Grandma's going to start with, uh, welcome everybody. I'm so glad we could all be here today to celebrate this union. What one short uh, interruption before I do the main interruption. Does anyone have a pick of who this mouse should be? I was thinking that the, um... The guy from the other wedding that's happening today, like, has it's that one's already over by now, and his his chin just back starting shit. Yeah, he's starting shit. He's still mad. He wants to wreck the big day. Okay, I can be chin. Oh my god, the wedding's literally getting crashed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like Kristoff has a lot of ex-boyfriends, but if we didn't want to invent another one, we have the guy from the brawl. (laughs) All of Kristoff's ex-boyfriends converge on the wedding, (laughs) and we are under siege. Seek pilgrim. uh, Okay, alright, it's Chin, he's just here to make trouble. Uh, Ix, please continue, I apologize. Oh, it's okay, yeah, it gives me an idea of how to respond also, Um, so... Thank you, everybody. I'm so glad that you could all join us here to get it today. To gay, huh? For this beautiful union between these two beautiful gentlemen. Calm down, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, a marriage is a blessing for the community, and love is a blessing for the heart. And it's a miracle sometimes when we can have both at once. It's not always the case, but today it certainly is. From what I've seen in the last few days, I have known Zeke only a short few days and was initially unsure if uh, I I would really earnestly be able to welcome him into my family, but after what I've seen, I can certainly say so. So, without any further ado, um, I'd like to begin. Do you have your vows ready, Kristoff and Zeke? Uh Uh-huh. Like, this is, like, Zeke spends all that time and heartache writing the vows, just as he's about to say the first word, that's when Chin kicks in the door. I object! And it's like, oh, you're too early, man. He's like, I don't fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) We got an objection over here. You forgot to ask. Uh, That part usually comes after the vows when I'm about to say. Oh, no, I'm terribly sorry. (laughs) He comes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I got an an objection anyway. I I think I'd be much better with with, uh, that guy over there instead of short stuff. (laughs) Grandma just like steeples her fingers and rests her hand in her head in her hands like oh it was going so decently <laughs> not, not well honestly i think kind of <laughs> just nods and gestures to peach jr to go ahead and sneak up behind chin and just cold cock him on the head and knock him out uh, i use tander nice and quiet i think this would be the first the only opportunity tander's gonna get to use his shoulder throw experience <laughs> yeah i think you used it in the bar fight but I, sure no that i think i got it from the bar fight <laughs> But, uh, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> doing the Kiryu where he saw someone else do it and say, That's so cool! And now he gets to do it. Alright. First try. Peach is approaching, but then Tander comes in like a fucking cannonball in like, a cute hat. But we could have a thing where, like, Granny, like, steeples her fingers, like, gives a nod, and Peach Jr., like, sneaks up behind Shin, and Tander just, like, the judo throws him, making him, like, trip over Peach and, like, stumble out of the Oh, video. yeah, Peach Peach can just be the rock that bends over behind him. That's fun for Peach. Yeah. Anyway, Chin's out of here now. So, so, okay, since he used an experience, that's another, that's a third automatic he success. He got judo thrown out the double doors of the, I was about to say church, and then I remember we are just in the park. So the <laughs> yeah. double doors of the park. He got thrown yeah. through, through the through the hedge, hedge maze. maze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now he's lost in there for the rest of the day. <laughs> 
I turned left eight times and I still haven't come around this to the same corner. What, wait a minute. <laughs> is, is a non-Euclidean maze in here? I don't know what I, to I, say. I feel like Tander's gonna give like a dramatic like bow to the crowd and like sort of like try to play it up like it was part of the show. Like, don't worry, this wasn't actual violence, everybody. <laughs> we all know that, that classic wedding kayfabe. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole audience is cheering for the actual violence, though, because it's all of our friends. Yeah. Uh, true. Yeah, the, I guess it I'm would imagining be true. Ha- yeah, half of the audience is just a bunch of rowdy guard mice going fucking nuts, and the other and, half is the Far Shore like family being the- like... It's Come like, on, you're all supposed like, to do violence in the dark. They're all guard mice, soldiers, or former pirates. And then all these, like, rich rich <laughs> yeah. people to the, to the other aisle. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. They're used to the... Saxon is totally into it, Kenzie is not, and Harford uh, is uh, like, his, his new tender paw is pretty divided. You can also imagine the, sol- the, current, the currently active guard mice and the pirates being like, oh, I don't know if we'll be able to get along, they're criminals and whatever, and then Tander throws a dude through, <laughs> through, a hedge, through maze. the hedge maze. The crowd is instantly united. <laughs> they're used to the traditional wedding wrestling match. So... Are there any other further objections, outbursts, or roughhousing that needs to be completed before I can continue? (laughs) No? Okay. Zeke, please continue with your vows, and I'm very sorry for the interruption. Gulp? Oh, should we do it? Let's say, let's, we'll we'll each say, just say a couple lines. Couple. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Sure, sure. You know what? Yeah. But Zeke, Zeke, uh, has his, his paper, you know, here he's, He's got, he's, he's got, he's got, he's, 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 he's trying to read the, the, the Pulling the, the ball of paper out of <laughs> Yeah, let me just, um, so, uh, Kristoff, before I met you, I, I didn't think that anything good would ever happen to me ever again. And I'm so glad that we get to finally start the rest of our lives today. Uh, you're, you're the only one for me. <laughs> uh, and, and like, as that continues and, and Yeah, there's a lot more. Mouths are long, though. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when Zeke sees the floor, uh, Kristoff just lightly clears his throat because he's, he's choking up, you know? Starts something along the lines of like, Zeke, you you always tell me that uh, when we first met, you were at your lowest. But I don't think you've ever shown me anything but the the best a mouse can be in this world. Your strength, your courage, and a heart that has so much capacity to to care and to love. And I have never been anything but amazed and honored and awed by the fact that there's a privileged place for for me in that heart and I'll do everything for the rest of my life to try and deserve that. Grandmother uh, really made a good move by making Zeke go first with that one. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> that would have been rough otherwise. <laughs> And, and I, you! <laughs> and we also love... <laughs> and they take their, their necklaces, right? And, and put them over each other's necks. 
Let me just say some cool words here. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be able to marry these two in love and in matrimony. I had a love that I was never able to marry, so I uh, just glances at Peach Jr., who is the child of their lost love. Aww. Tears up a little bit, blinks out the tears. Anyway, in fortune and in famine, in joy and in despair, let it be known that these two mice shall share all and face all side by side. Uh, and I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a big smooch. Hooray! We do a big kissing. Everyone claps. It's a big smooch. Everybody cheers. Uh, Drackle, I think it's your turn to pick the the next challenge, uh, to to be filled, and we have definitely transitioned hard into uh, a party time. Time for the party! So these challenges are a lot easier to, to turn into <laughs> yeah. wedding challenges oh from here on out um, to the end of the game. Let's see. We are, we are no longer in danger of incapacitating either of the grooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wedding's happened. There's a, they're, they're, they are mm-hmm. married. Now it's time for the, for the party. Uh, let me see... Well, I mean, considering that our uh, cuisine is only level two, I think there's a couple we could do- go with. Dinner time is is good, and then the fifth challenge is like dance time, maybe. So, uh, how about this? Supplies are running low, and there's no chance to replace them exactly. You're gonna have to try to improvise with what you have. That's me Whoa. for sure, because I'm a crafts mouse now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. We're all out of beetles. <laughs> oh no, the tendies. <laughs> So he just says supplies. If you run out of tendies, you have to eat the Ruffies. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so. That's just garnish. You're not supposed to eat the shell. Uh, so I have, I have a lot of, of different options to, to pull from here. Well, it has to, it can't be something that's going to take up a lot of Zeke's time. So let's say instead of just necessarily being out of, out of bugs, um, the the supplies are more more general, right? Like cooking supplies, uh, plates, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. however that whatever they're serving the the food on, because it's it's obviously not like a like a heated buffet table like in human worlds, but, but so something some some serving trays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say that Zeke. Um, so Zeke has both the the repair skill, which is you know I can fix anything. Um, so we can take maybe um, the reason you know think maybe some get some broken uh, vessels and glue them back together, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then we also have artisan cr- uh, create beautiful things, uh, which could be to. Uh, repurpose some other elements of the uh, dec- decor um, and, and stuff in order to kind of like, you know, shave the edges off and kind of make, uh, you know, enough of a, you know, enough of a platter. <laughs> Maybe we carve off some of that snake skin. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a paper plate. It's all about it, how it's you like, It's like a paper it. plate. Yeah, yeah. A, a snake scale is kind of like a small hors d'oeuvres paper plate to a mouse, I guess, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> so he like grabs those and like stacks them up and it's like, okay, we can, we can use these so, so people have enough plates to, to eat. It doesn't have as as strong of a, a flavor as people that use fish scales for their hors d'oeuvre plates. 
Well, you know, again, we're landlocked or else we try. Yeah. That's a fourth experience use. Yeah. So that's a fourth victory without even flipping yeah. a coin. The Nobody's coin flipped flip. a coin yet. Everybody's just relying <laughs> the on The coin flip says it works beautifully and your slapdash solution might actually be better than the original, um, which is also very true of the snake scale yes. solution. D- dinner has been a hit. Uh, what's what's the next challenge that arrives? Probably in, in the, the dancing and entertainment mm-hmm. portion of the evening. I mean, I think the obvious one, uh, the, you know, the dance floor has slowed down because of a competing place nearby, the other wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you need to come up with a way to draw more people in fast. Let's let's get the energy up. Everybody just ate. The, it was, the food was delicious. Uh, you know, they're all full. They're kind of getting sleepy. Let's, we gotta, we gotta work them back up. We're partying all night, baby. Yes, make a super popular all night party. The perfect task for an old grandmother. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You got an experience um, for this, or are you flipping a coin? I don't think I have any experiences for this one. Um, not even, not even to to siphon from or or otherwise discredit the other wedding that's happening today. Oh, you're right. That gives me a great and totally legal idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna say a dramatic line and then I'm gonna flip the coin. I'm going to go out and contact the fire marshal of Eldmoss. <laughs> Flip. Heads! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Calling the fire marshal on their overcrowded asses. There's no way a theater is zoned for that many people dancing. <laughs> Perfect. Shut them down, Marty. <laughs> Shut them down, Marty. And you- come back for a... You pick up a uh, phone. A signature cocktail that we also did. It's a phone, and it's but it's not really a phone because it's mice, so it's like two acorn caps connected together. And the person on the other end is like, "What? What? Hang on, I'll just follow the string to you. This is <laughs> dumb." Cleaning up. It's finally over. As the festival draws to a close, check your score. If you successfully earned five points, and we did, we can upgrade the wedding now. So this is like retroactively. Oh, yes. I think. Let's upgrade. Honestly, Let's upgrade those are food. order Let's, plates. Yes. Let's retroactively. We were at a three cuisine all along yeah, in this baby. wedding. No, check this out. Check this out. We made the caterers leave the other wedding early, and then we were like, "Oh, hey, got all this extra food, huh? Well, for about fifty percent less than what you would ask, you could just bring it on over here instead of having to throw it away." Just like really getting the hang of Eldmoss. <laughs> Finally, take turns giving out reviews for how the wedding went. You know how weddings have reviews? Yeah, I, I watch HGTV. I know weddings have reviews. Great point. <laughs> Surprisingly, Jim still gave it a 6 out of 10. Here's a review. Grandma pats Zeke on the shoulder twice. Aww. The most affection she's ever shown. <laughs> In about the last 30 or 40 years, yeah, probably. <laughs> this could be whispers of conversation overheard around town, a mention in a local newspaper column, or even a social media post, depending on your setting. Not that one. <laughs> no, uh, it's literally, it's good. the social media post in the center of town yeah. where people can just pin messages. <laughs> it's just instead of a bulletin uh-huh. board. You write something, you tag it to the post, and you call it posting. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's wow. just a giant wooden post instead of a bulletin board. Oh my god. Good and bad, what did attendees have to say about the wedding? What did your characters think? Write any relevant memories down. Oh, I forgot all about the memories. The, wrestle, the uh, wrestling uh, match was kind of weird, the... but I guess I liked it. <laughs> well, there there are two parents who are very happy that their uh, child was returned to them. That was pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh... 10 out of 10 review, didn't lose our child at the wedding. <laughs> 
Uh, I think Tander would come away with a very positive review for the wedding because he got to be a part of it. He got to like sing and dance. And he got to he wrestle got the a guy. Judo throw a guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, in his mind, that's the most perfect wedding that's ever happened. And that's also, the big three. Yeah. And also, the only <laughs> wedding he's ever been to or ever will go to. I'll I'll say on Gwendolyn's behalf. Th- think back to how she left the the mini game all about her. This is everything she was hoping for, and what, including more. the wrestling it was, match. <laughs> it was more. <laughs> I mean that's certainly more than she was yeah, expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it was more lively. It was it was more romantic. It, it was more like normal. Like uh, uh, it, it was. Yeah, we got all our we got the majority of our violence out ahead of time at that other tavern. It, it was a vision of a return to a functional, uh, uh, integrated post-war society that like. The scars will heal, and and you will see them. But uh, uh, you know, this was probably the first wedding in quite a while where people didn't have to keep their swords and shields by their sides just in case. Exactly, exactly. This this has really emboldened her to to be like, yeah, we it's over, and we did win, and we get to do this again. Aww. Uh, Citrus the clown uh, is is uh, <laughs> forced to give a positive review under duress. Um, <laughs> nothing but yeah, good things to now. say everywhere they go after this, you know, talking it's great. You should head out. You know, you should go to Elmas. It's it's great this time of year. Right, Spicket saw a, a moderate, a, a slight increase in business just from the fact that he was next door to the wedding. So he views <laughs> it as a net positive in the end run. Um, Harford had a great time. He got to use his giant sword to cut the uh, to cut a, a piece of the the wedding cake. He he that was his like sort of like sort of gift, I guess. Like that he wanted to, as his gesture is he let us you know he helped us wield his giant sword to cut the first piece of wedding cake. It was very very sweet. That's a very mm-hmm. fine sword, thin sword. I feel like we probably had a moment at the reception where maybe like there was like a like a toast where we all collectively sort of toasted to all the people that can't be here today because yeah. we're coming mm-hmm. off of a war. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that were lost and and there's probably like a like a really nice moment of silence for that where you know everybody and everybody raises their glass for you know all the people that they're thinking of. Do you think a seat was reserved for Marks? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, Zeke didn't. <laughs> Zeke never actually met Marks. I mean, no. they, I just got called. I just Tragic. got called Marks constantly, but I never met the guy. Um, I mean, the guy was real. <laughs> Marks was real. Uh, no, but I, I think there's probably some sort of something. You became rather close with his mother. Yeah, something, something respectful of the, you know, something specifically for the mouse guard, definitely. Like, like a table oh, you know what? for, mm-hmm. you know, for the mouse guard with like insignia mm-hmm. on it and stuff like that. Yeah, with both his mom and Francisca there, there definitely was a reserved spot. I bet. How? What did? How did Francisca enjoy the wedding? Yeah, I think she was just a little disappointed she didn't get to rough house chin, but. <laughs> Otherwise, she gives a solemn, a uh, solid nod of improvement. It's two days later. Chin is still in the, <laughs> the, the uh, uh, hedge maze, and Francisca just looms like, "You want a hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can help you get out of here, but I don't think you're gonna like the route." Team Rocket's blasting off again, style. Oh god, she's stalking him, and she probably has a couple of new weapons on her too, because of her weapon master status. I gotta take some of these babies out on a test drive. You want to help? Stop here, like a Resident <laughs> Evil boss. What kind of 
experience did Tito Taylor have at the wedding reception? I feel like Tito was probably trying to sell something yeah. at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. I, I put him on the maybe list as like a vendor. I don't he's, know. If he's he handling the bar. We got, you know, we got an open bar, ah, of course. Yes. Um, the worst decision of a wedding. And he's the bar. He's the bartender there. I mean, he made a tidy profit. What, what do you think uh, uh, the extortion from from Citrus went to pay yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. I guess now I really do want to ask those questions t- for people's specific player characters now as, as we wind down. Uh, good and bad, what did your characters think? I'll go first. Like, oh my god, I'm exhausted. So tired. <laughs> Extremely tired. <laughs> but it's... It's exactly what I wanted, and it is exactly how I imagined it, you know? Uh, uh, again, maybe not the active uh, bouncer moment, but <laughs> it, it just wouldn't be a day in my life with Zeke without some something unexpected happening and, and one of his friends charging in to, to protect us. I, I love how much people love Zeke. I'm imagining like it's like uh, there's the our reaction scene is like Zeke and Kristoff finally make it back home at the end of the day and they just like collapse on the bed still fully clothed like just like bleh and they're like mm-hmm. have their arms out and maybe they're at a funny angle to each other or something and they're just like ah oh, we made it <laughs> we did did you manage to eat anything I didn't uh, uh what did Zeke do I mean I had to eat the cake of course. Um, and then when, and then I ate, I, I tried to eat, uh, some, some tendies, uh, when, when I was working on the plates, cause we ran out of plates. I don't know if you could tell. That's why, that's what, that's why I was over in the, in the, the West corner there for a minute because they ran out of plates. So we had to kind of figure something out. <laughs> Zeke is glad that it's over. He One of the first things he does when uh, the door closes is he goes, finally, I don't have to wear this hat anymore. <laughs> he takes off the hat and he goes, I'm not wearing that. You got you got your one day of me wearing this hat. Not again. <laughs> and he throws it into the maze and it lands Tragic. on Chin. <laughs> That's the, oh yeah, who ca- who catches the bouquet? Yeah, they, they must, at the reception, maybe they take their hats off and throw them. And that's the like catch the Sylvia bouquet. Sylvia catches the bouquet and stares yeah, directly Sylvia at Yeah, Sylvia and Tander both catch oh, the no. two hats. <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Sylvia, Sylvia slowly puts it on while staring directly at you. Sylvia, known for wearing hats, it was like her. It was her distinguishing no characteristic in, in the wild seed caravan season. Might as well be to me. It was the thing that that that, that drew and Tander together was their love of wearing hats. <laughs> oh my god, this is mm-hmm, so romantic! Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell if you're lying or not. <laughs> Me either. I don't even <laughs> so long ago. Uh, romantic music starts playing, there's spotlight on both of them. This definitely, you know, brought back memories for the moms, because mm-hmm. I think in the after reception they're just gushing. Isabel's talking about the time when they were making their vows and Robin could not spit out a single word, just uh, 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 pretty lady. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, there's definitely a moment where Zeke says to Kristoff, like, while they're lying there, like, after it's all over and, and like, there's a, po- a moment of silence and then Zeke is like, were my vows okay? And then, like, Kristoff just, like, says, like, yes, and Zeke starts crying. <laughs> You want to assure that your vows went off better than the moms, and they've been married for well over 30 years, so. I want to hear what grandmother's review of the wedding that she performed is. Um, well, for the wedding itself, her thoughts are probably like, 
very businesslike, automatically tallying all the things that went wrong. But in the grand thing, grand scheme of things, there really weren't that many, except for that one bar, which you can acquire later. She also learned a lot about uh, playing the town itself, which she used to hate. <laughs> so that's very useful. But I think above all, she's probably thinking about the one who got away, uh, Peach, the ship captain who mm. wasn't even allowed to look at Lady Farshore. And of course, in that realistic Romeo and Juliet story that ends how they more typically do than they do in fairy tales, uh, Peach chose her second love, which was the sea, and explored north and north and was never seen again. Aww. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, Nobody has any unused adventurer experiences nope, right. left, correct? Correct. So that means it is time to move on to the final game. Uh, it is known in, in the PDF as In the Rhythm of Things on page 68. But we are calling it The Day After. Uh, this, this game describes the couple's first day as spouses. Uh, this is the last game everyone plays. To start, take turns describing a habit that your character has picked up uh, uh, in the course of planning this wedding, then proceed to ending questions. Uh, take turns asking each other questions, come up with your own, or use the questions below. The game is over when everyone has answered two questions each. I'm going to suggest that we use our order here on the side that we've been picking games in. So Divac would ask Drackle, who would ask Ix, who would ask me, who would ask Yuria. And then for the second round, do it in reverse. Hell yeah. Sure. So uh, that does mean I'm putting you on the spot. That's fine. I have a question for Tander. Oh. Do, do you also have a habit that Zeke has picked up? Uh, a new habit that Zeke has picked up. Now that they're, you know, they're, they're living together as a married couple and, you know, Zeke is trying to do more domestic stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would say that Zeke probably has gotten into the habit of like always doing like certain cleaning tasks around the house, like the dishes or like wiping down uh, like the, especially at the, you know, when they're back at the tavern, um, like wiping down the tables and stuff like that every, every day. Mm. So yeah, what's what's your question you want to ask Tander? Well, Tander, how how are you viewing your uh, <laughs> your romantic future now? Like, what's uh, you picked up? Uh, you picked up any any changes in behavior around uh, that that romantic moment shared on the on the dance floor with Sylvia? In the hats. Uh, any well, letters? I, we we talked some, mostly her at me. <laughs> this all checks out. But I, but I, I asked. Hey, well, you know, I'm pretty busy. I'm on a boat a lot. You, you want to come with? I guess we're, we'll we'll figure it out. I guess. Mm. You want to come be one piece with me? <laughs> you well, want to join my crew? <laughs> now that's romance. Do you want to be my Nakama? <laughs> <clears throat> She, she did wander around the territories much much like Zeke did as a younger man. Maybe she can wander the seas as well. Yeah. And just to tie it all together, here's Peach's old map of places to explore. Mm. Which leads into the uh, Northern Territories DLC. Sidrakel, <laughs> <laughs> I would like a, a habit or something that Tander learned dur during these last few weeks, and then uh, a question of your choice directed at Grandmother Farshore. I guess Tander would have learned a bit about 
the domestic life because ever since he left his hometown to join the guard, he's just been he's been nonstop wandering. So he's not used to like being in one place for a long amount of time. So I think he's still cleaning a plate, cleaning stuff, <laughs> having to clean up after himself, uh, using a bathroom in the same place twice in one day, having to deal with the consequences of annoying somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the consequences of my actions That's new. are That's here new. with me instead of behind me. As for a question, this would be for Granny, right? Mm-hmm. What's something you can't believe you lived without before? Hmm. Let's see. Well, I, I was going to say that maybe the new habit she's picked up is uh, the, the paperwork has, is inside her now. The bureaucracy <gasps> and red tape have been assimil assimilated. <laughs> She's learned the dark powers, and now she can't let go of them. She's learned the dark power of uh, written contracts, which are basically just verbal shackles. <laughs> <laughs> Very normal thing to pick up from a wedding. Lady Farshore has leveled up in a dark direction. Lady Farshore has leveled down, but down is up. What a moral happy end. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't look at me. I mean, who was I playing for most of the campaign against? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Let me just ask a question to Kristoff here. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any plans to travel soon? Uh, I mean, we, we are the honeymoon having a honeymoon. That's basically what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to have a honeymoon out to, uh, uh, like... We're gonna fly via Waffle the du Waffles the Duck... <laughs> There's a, you're gonna take Absolutely. Tander's boat out to an island resort in Lake Michigan. <laughs> Actually, that would be fun. Beach episode. Uh, so there is that that island uh, uh, offshore from Lily Grove, and so yeah, that that's where we're going. We're gonna have like an outdoorsy camping honeymoon instead of going to like the actual resort town <laughs> Lily Grove. Zeke is going to teach you how like, to live Like, that's going to be part land. of it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be yeah, like Zeke happening. Yeah, Zeke is probably a right? lot more comfortable with this idea than Kristoff. <laughs> how does Kristoff... How does <laughs> it's, a, it's a compromise. They're doing half camping and half resort town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're doing half mud, half shopping all day. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it's over, we're right outside, you know, where Kristoff's current business is in Shorestone. So it, it, it'll just be like quick ferry across the bay there to, to get back to normal life. Uh, so, so yeah, very, very excited to both like, yes, see the shops, take in a couple plays, and also like, what's, what's this camping about? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I've traveled. That's not it's the same, apparently. Like I don't know. Outside. It, it's like when I moved halfway across the territories, but you don't move quite as much. I guess. <laughs> What's the draw here? I'm imagining like that minute ten, Zeke is asleep, and Kristoff, and there's like cricket noises outside, and Kristoff is like wide yeah. awake. Like the crickets are way too loud because they're mice. <laughs> I need my book to be louder. How is my book getting trapped? <laughs> I, I picture like they have the tent set up, and Kristoff is like sweeping, like like it's the, the front step of a bar. Oh yeah, like, like trying to trying to live like it's. <laughs> they have a conversation where like Kristoff asks like Zeke like are you are you gonna take are you going to bathe today and he's like why should I we're camping. <laughs> oh god. Oh, <no. laughs> 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, from the bushes, Granny is watching because she was always planning to invite what? herself along. No, no, I'm done with these shits. <laughs> She's building her empire. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm fucking exhausted. I'm gonna go sleep for a week and then buy a few more companies. Yeah. Just clawing her way up to be second family. I'm gonna run this town. Uh, I'm gonna so, run all these so, towns. So, uh, so I guess I'm just being a villain again. Sorry. <laughs> so a habit that Kristoff has picked up lately, like. The thing about Kristoff and Zeke's relationship is that they have spent a lot of time together. They, they've spent individual nights or two together. They've never lived together. Zeke has always been a guest in Kristoff's place in a way that is different from actually being together. <laughs> so he is just, he's really making an effort to be normal and like, leave his toothbrush out and stuff and things God, that he would never like do before because when Zeke was over things had to be perfect <laughs> <laughs> the first time that I lived with uh, a person I was dating I was so afraid that I was, I was so I was trying so hard to be normal about it I was, <sighs> I was trying so hard so it's like yeah I don't I don't care that that cup he didn't wash that cup and put it away right away after using it I'm, it's fine it's fine we can leave food on, you know, unwashed dishes in the sink just for, you know, it's fine. We don't have to wash them right now. It's fine. I'm fine. Especially running a tavern, right? I'm gonna oh say my it. God. You don't sound fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kristoff is actively working on that. Has been, because I imagine wherever, like, we, we were putting ourselves up, he's just like, okay, test run. Here, I'm just gonna be real and give him one last chance to, to ditch and now we're just rolling into life from Also there. I feel like Zeke in comparison like never noticed that you know <laughs> Zeke like doesn't notice like he's just like yeah okay that's fine I get to ask a question of the moms uh, what is your favorite place in, in Elmos? So, I think this will tie into the habit forms. I think the moms are starting to get a taste for, of all things, running a tavern. Because I think they've got a lot of stories from Kristoff uh, <laughs> on that. Speak its places. They, they run a pie bakery, so they're already on it's the small like business grind. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I just gotta add a counter. Zeke's interested. A tavern but for pies sounds very good. They <laughs> opened the world, the first uh, pie sure. bar. I think their favorite place was actually Christoph's old tavern, because they probably visited a few times in the interim. Oh, do they really miss it now that it's turned into Spigot's theatrical uh, a delight? <laughs> yeah. Spigot's done. You can acquire that place now. <laughs> the most Don't ominous thing he's ever said. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think the two at this point are just like kind of trading back and forth, like, oh, my daughter's not going to be traveling that much because she's going to be stuck in Buckhaven. Those stories too, like all over the territories. We <laughs> have some place for all of the travelers to come to instead and eat pie. My pie. I can't think of anything better. That's just the way you lure them in. It's it's your turn to ask a question to Zeke, to uh, ask a question for Zeke to finish this round, and then we'll it'll be your turn again to do the backwards to kick off the backwards direction round. Oh boy. So first one to Zeke to, to finish off this round, and then one to Kristoff to start the next. What touch have you added to make the place you live feel like Ooh. home? Ooh. Um, 
what is what would Kristoff tolerate? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like the bear, like it's not, <laughs> it's right, it's on that razor's edge again. Um, I would say that Zeke has a lot of outdoor gear and equipment still, not just the cool knife, but you know, hunting equipment. Now he's a crafts mouse, so he's got all of his tools and like workbench and and stuff like that. So. Um, so a lot of that is just around the house, right? Zeke, in a domestic setting, his shit is everywhere. This is a new side that we haven't <laughs> seen to Zeke because he's always been functional, right? Like, restrained. But Zeke in his own living space is, uh, I don't know why anyone would think um, that he would have, like, profound organizational skills. I mean, he is neurotic, but not in that way. So he's he will leave, like, you know like a, a a skinning knife or a, <laughs> or a screwdriver <laughs> like somewhere uh, you know around the house and um and Christoph has to you know tolerate it basically <laughs> um or or gently remind him you know that it's that it's hey this is over here you left this over here <laughs> Yuria what is your question you're asking to Christoph then to to kick off round 2 of the questions I guess it's something more along the lines of what was the first dish that Christoph and Zeke made that made them truly feel married. Oh, I think we made like a stew or a roast or something, and it we felt married because one, it was cooperative. It's just like you chop that, I'll chop this, and we'll just put it together. Which is like I don't mean it in that very nakedly symbolic way. I think what made it us feel married is because like we're cooking this, we're gonna eat it over the next two or three days because we're fucking busy. <laughs> And there's like, oh, oh, this this isn't a date. This is meal planning. This is regular everyday fucking life. Maybe they they didn't Uh. need to like tell every single step to each other, right? Like sometimes they just handed each other stuff and they knew Mm -hmm, what to do. mm -hmm. So so yeah, that's when it's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I don't know if we had that moment out loud at all, but Christoph absolutely had it inside, and it felt. It felt special. Seek was just like another successful meal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that means it's my turn again. My turn to ask uh, uh, Grandmother Farshore, my character's own grandmother. Uh, Oh, this one from the list is fun. Uh, Grandmother Farshore, what do you look forward to every week? Oh, that is a good question. Probably letters, honestly. It's kind of a, not to sound too stereotypical, but just letters of updates from uh, Zeke and Kristoff and probably any other long-distant branches of the Far Shore family. As you might suspect from the namesake, there are quite a few. Just letters from distant territories maybe being read a little bit more appreciatively now, just a little bit more tuned into life after being reminded of some nice memories of Peach. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. That's a good question for Tander. Tander, where do you go when you need to think or calm down? <laughs> and now, let me tell you what thinking is. <laughs> I think... It's mean. You're mean. I'm mean. I think Tander, being like, he's kind of used to boats at this point, so... And, like, being up in, like, the rigging. And so he'll go, he'll find a nice place, like, that's, like, high up, away from people. Like, he'll sit on the roof of the tavern or something. He's not... He's, Tander's not really introspective, so it probably doesn't last long. But it's... it's but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, he just needs a second. He's just like, ugh. He does, he'll just take okay, one I'm second, good. he'll like, yeah, just collect himself, and then move on. 
He's like a, it's like a title screen, and then you press the A button and he stands <laughs> up and is ready to move on. Yeah, That's what he was doing when he screen. When he gave me advice yeah, yeah. while I was writing my vows, that's that's what he was yeah, doing. He was just standing on the roof, like as the wind dramatically billows his cave out, and he's just like, ah. "All right, back to it. I guess it's oh, uh, my turn for a question." Yes, a question to ask to Zeke. Zeke, what are you the most proud of yourself for? Aww. Aww. Oh my gosh! Ooh. You know this is this was so fun in the in you know in the epilogue we got kind of a, a goodbye to a lot of stuff, but now we get the the happy time and he hasn't even fully like started to grasp of just like how mm-hmm. you know he just kind of started thinking about it with his wedding vows of like that this what happened to him wasn't the end. And that he is, you know, good things are are still capable of happening, and not just normal good things, but like miracles are 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 capable of happening to him, right? And that he he can change his life and do things in his life to make 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 it positive and have hope for the future. And so I think in terms of being proud, if you asked him, he would say like, "Oh, I'm proud of that, you know, the pendant that I carved for Kristoff's wedding necklace." Um, but uh, for what it represents, it would be taking taking control. Uh, I think you know, being you know, being able to make positive things happen in his life, where also this relationship is not just something that happened to him; it's something that he's actively a part of, and and making his own happiness. Aww, my boy, I'm so proud. So finally, a question from me to yeah, Isabella last and Robin. Question. Uh, you know, after after going through, you know, all this experience and, you know, of course, you talked to Francisca at the wedding when when Uriel was talking about choosing to play them. And we were like, well, where's Francisca? And, and she was like, well, Francisca's glad to have some of the pressure off of her, if you know what I mean. So tell me about that. Um, what's what's the pressure like for Francisca now? What are what are her moms talking to her about in terms of of her life? At this point, she's 33. Gotta settle down, young lady. Or well, find somebody. Are they doing anything? To, to, do they try to help? Like, do they try to give advice? Do they try to find people? <laughs> They're trying to set set Francesca up with somebody at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not at the wedding, because that'd be a little too on the nose. But I think if they're going through with the maybe purchasing the tavern plan, they might just find an eligible young bachelorette that might be interested. They're on the lookout. Mm. They got a picture of Francesca, like, uh, by the bar. And they're like, oh, have you heard? Have you met my daughter? Have you heard about her? Now available, rhubarb, blueberry, our daughter. <laughs> She's single, ladies. <laughs> there's like, the, there's one one of the pies is like named after Francisca. And it's like in parentheses, she's single, ladies. It's the cutie pie. <laughs> Aww. And it's decorated with a bunch of tiny little plastic axes. Yeah, then, then everyone's like, who's this cutie pie I've been hearing so much about? Francisca walks in. <laughs> Looms. Just... <laughs> the sound of weapons shaking against her armor. So, uh, once again, that is that's game. That's it. That is Stew Pot Tales from a Fantasy Tavern by Takuma Okada, available on itch.io and upcoming brand new and improved release from uh, Evil Hat Games, uh, as adapted for our wedding-y purpose. 
So I'd like to thank everyone for being here. And most of all, since this is the end of the epilogue of our campaign, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming on this long, long road with us. It has been fruitful. It's been a joy. Uh, it's been something that I've every time I get to come back to it, uh, I am so excited. That's why I say get to instead of have to or I'm expected to. No, this is a treat. This this is Thank a you for coming to our wedding. Try not to cry challenge impossible. <laughs> I have to say that at the start of the recording. <laughs> Uh, I, while I'm throwing out thank yous, uh, of course, David Peterson for being the creator of Mouse Guard, writer and artist of the comics, uh, Luke Crane and David Peterson for making the game we played for probably too many sessions. We did almost everything you can do in that game, much yeah. like 13th Age mm -hmm. before it. <laughs> Bet you've never heard a 100% run of a tabletop game before. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we did too, so. It's a long play. That's why it took oh, 15 boy. years. <laughs> I mean, we were doing 13th Age during my wedding. I mean, not during, but oh, like yeah, that in was the crazy. weeks before that, I remember that. That was crazy when you had to take a break to do your vows. <laughs> and, also, and also how you randomly rolled your vows with a d20 table. I yeah. thought that was kind of rude. But... Al Algernon couldn't be in that session because Drackel was a wedding guest. Yeah, he didn't uh, have I was just wrestling a man into, in a bush. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the traditional, <laughs> had to take care of the traditional <laughs> wrestling. But, but yes, uh, once this goes up, uh, uh, look for me to have a big heartfelt blog about it on my co-host page, probably, because uh, I certainly have thoughts, but I'm having trouble articulating them right now in the moment. This has just been great. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, it's It's done. It's <laughs> Yay! I we count did the it. finale as the end. That's why I call it the finale. But now it's yeah. double done. We're triple done for my IMO. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Did it. Does anybody have anything else before you know? Haha, <gasps> <laughs> you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, one last time, everybody, bring it in. Good, Good night, night, folks. Good night. Good night, folks. You're gay.